Hi everyone, Matt here. Just a quick one before we start the podcast. This was recorded live over on our Twitch channel, so unfortunately there are a few little technical issues here and there with the sound, but not too many, so hopefully you can still enjoy the podcast. Another little warning, as this was live and we didn't put any time restraints on how long we are going to record for, it is a pretty long one. But as I said, hopefully you can still enjoy it and I think there's some pretty good stuff in there. If you want to follow us on Twitch, it's twitch.tv forward slash realfilm. But I'll stop rambling on here. The podcast is long enough. Enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to the Real Film End of 2020 review. It's uh, It's been a totally normal year and uh, we're here to discuss our favourite things in film, TV and gaming. I'm your host Rob and I'm joined by Sam, Matt and Guff. Hello. Um, I assume Hello. you are all fine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All good. <laughs> all good. Um, okay, let's let's get into it then. Let's um, get into it. So it's been a bit of a weird year and it for film. A lot of films been delayed, pushed back, yeah. uh, put straight to streaming. Um, that probably to sleep then. A lot of them may have made our lists, I guess. Like obviously Black Widow probably would have been there, Quiet Place Two. There's a lot of big films that yeah. obviously we can't talk about. Um, and I, I've not seen many films this year, even ones that have gone to like on demand. Yeah. I've just missed even ones like film yeah. festivals. You just don't like I have a, a cinema, a cine world unlimited card, so I go and see pretty much everything anyway. So it's like 17 quid a month, so I see everything. And I don't really tend to miss anything that I don't want to miss. Yeah, whereas this year I've just missed pretty like a lot of the films that I feel I probably would have seen just out of like being in the cinema and seeing, oh, there's a post of that, I'll go and see that next week. Yeah. Oh, Wait, yeah. Cineworld's dead now, right? <laughs> it's, no, Cineworld is closed dead. until. So they they closed down, but they they're, they're going to reopen, but they just couldn't. Oh, okay, they, yeah. they, they were just hemorrhaging money, apparently. So just I like because Alex, Alex has one of those cards as well, and I remember him saying he's just like, right, we're buzzing. There's a whatever he was doing. It's kind of gone. But, oh, fair enough. I thought they stopped it altogether. It's just a pause to put on it. At the yeah, they they right. stopped like before lockdown to sort of um, yeah. because well, no one was going. They were like, there's no point staying open, basically. So even when it was in back a, open, I was a bit. Yeah, I was a bit hesitant even when the cinemas were back open. I was a bit like, mm. even though like it's ridiculously safe, like because I know mm. Matt had been a few times. Yeah, and he said, I like it's just there's no way whatsoever. I just don't know. Probably I think I just had it in my head. I was like, oh yeah, I probably shouldn't be going many mm. places really. Yeah, I think that's well, it. Honestly, it's honestly, kind of, tenet. Yeah, I suppose it's that thing of going. Oh, I should probably limit how many places I'm going, but yeah. cinema is so safe. Yeah, tenet. Because I, I, I was thinking about this, I was looking through my like because this year was the first year I've actually kept a list of things that I've watched throughout the year because oh, I know we always get to the, I remember this time last year we were doing this podcast and I was like I can't remember anything I've watched and then you guys were yeah. saying stuff and I was like oh yeah that oh yeah that and I, I just really bad at remembering what I've watched so I was like this year I'm going to keep a list which is obviously nowhere near as extensive as I would have wanted it to be um, mm. but I think I saw three things in the cinema this year I think I saw Parasite 1917 and Tenet I think they were it was like, 1917 this year? I saw it right this year. Yeah. Yeah. In UK, UK it was, yeah. yeah. It was like right, right at the end. It was, right the, it was like December 2019, January 2020, I think yeah. it came out. I, I saw a lot it, of these things yeah. in UK release as well, so they're often a few weeks behind, aren't they? Yeah. Well, that was yeah. it. I did look up like uh, the best films like UK release, though, like of 2020. Because yeah. so, like, I knew I knew I'd obviously been to the cinema a couple of times at the start of the year, but I couldn't quite remember if 1917 was one of them. But Yeah, it was one of the ones I saw this year in the cinema anyway, yeah. but... Oh. Sad times. Sad times. Uh, should we go straight into best film then? Yeah, so we've got a few categories. 
um, kind of lined up. Uh, we'll start with best film because that's what we're about originally. We're called real film, um, but all we do is play film. games nowadays. Um, I'll go off the order on the Twitch uh, overlay. So Sam, yes, what's your, fil- your film of 2020? If I'm just picking one of them, is this? So we just all going in on one. Go in on one, then we'll see how we. Right. You can yeah. name your honorable uh, mentions. Okay, fair. Right. Well, uh, I had down first then. Trial of the Chicago Seven. I was. Uh, I thought Shout. that was a good one. I, I debated that, whacking that in. To be that honest, was, yeah. that was my contender for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad yeah. you said it because I've got another one I want to talk about. So. Oh, fair. Yeah, but no, that was it. Was um, I think because I, I think I got too late to the party. I think I think everyone else had already kind of watched it. Um, and obviously knowing who it was like by and everything, I was like, it did sound it kind of really interested me. Um, to see sort of what style that film would be shot in. Um, and I think off the back of like. I don't know all the other sort of series out there about like sort of like how unjust the justice system in America can be, kind of thing. It just it was just a really good sort of uh, sort of stylized piece of what that time was sort of like, which which I really enjoyed watching. And the acting in it's makes yeah. a much change from Borat's subsequent film watching <laughs> Aaron Cohen and. Uh, Donald Trump makeup running about. Which... Well, that's it. He's he's <laughs> like he is genuinely a really good actor, I think. And it yeah. is it's almost a shame that I, it's not a shame because he's like he's he's like sort of prank stuff, like. But I, I don't like calling it prank stuff. But you know what I mean? Like his sort of expose stuff is still really funny. But it's like highbrow pr- highbrow prank, but lowbrow yeah. expose, isn't it? It's somewhere yeah, in the middle exactly, of like. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. He's such a great. I, I thought he was, great. and he was great in that. He was really mm. good in the. Yeah, day. he was. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne as well, I thought was really good in that. Like he yeah. played something a bit different to what he usually does. Yeah, he's usually, yeah, he's, he's usually sort of quiet British uh, sort of dude. Yeah, yeah, but he, he, yeah, he's really cool in this, especially sort of towards the end when, you know, I won't spoil it, but like certain, you know, sort of his character sort of comes out a little bit more, and it's he's yeah. really cool. I love the um, kind of like because obviously it's a trial of like seven people who are involved in the um, riots um, in Chicago. Um, like I loved how they were all wanted the same thing but all had different ways of going about it yeah. and like um eddie redmayne was like we go about it the peaceful legal route way and sasha baron Cohen's was more about like anarchy and yeah kind of the different like warring factions within the same group of people who yeah, yeah they all wanted the same outcome essentially but we're still very very different people on kind of opposite ends of the same spectrum it's really kind of interesting mm. um it's a great i think one of my favorite bits was that interaction between sasha baron Cohen and eddie redmayne when they're in like their hq area I yeah. was basically calling him, you know, he's just basically having a massive go at him, saying you're just one of them. You're just yeah. because you agree with going for all the law and legal process of it. Because he's a lawyer, wasn't he? Was he a lawyer or something like that? I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, he was like a well, like educated student kind of person, yeah. wasn't he? Because he was part of like the oh, student, student society, yeah, yeah. wasn't he? So he's obviously yeah, like that's a very right, good yeah. school. And wasn't stuff. he also close? Wasn't he also close to um, Kennedy? Because wasn't that a thing that he said to him? Because he said like he was. Did he say that he was a pallbearer at the funeral? Because he made a joke about Kennedy. Oh, didn't he? yeah, he got, I remember. Yeah. Offended, oh, so. yeah. And I think he says I'm a, I was a pallbearer or something like that. So uh, he must have been close, I'm assuming, to the Kennedys in some way as well. Mm. Fair. Fair. Which is interesting to think like that was sort of, you know, he was a bit of an activist as well, if that is the case, mm. if that is right. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was brilliantly told. And yeah, like, obviously, Sorkin's just so well at writing. So, so yeah. good at writing dialogue and... Like yeah, it's a room in basically one or two locations. Uh, filming one or two locations mm-hmm. that just doesn't really ever feel slow or no kind of ponderous. I think, I think one of my favorite bits uh, with that is sort of like the bit where it's sort of like quite fast paced. I can't remember who's being questioned. I think it might have been the the female sort of agent. 
I think she gets, you know, without giving too much away for anyone who hasn't watched it, but they're interviewing her and then it's got the, like the sort of like fast paced sort of music in the background. And it's sort of the idea of them like walking through the city and then <coughs> getting to the actual place and yeah, the confronting the police for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Like that whole shot and like that whole scene, like is shot the way it like cuts between the two and like the way the music's going as well. It's just really, really, I, I don't think it was anything like, groundbreaking but it was just a really well put together scene i remember and like that's mm-hmm. that sticks out in my head when i think about it, it was really yeah cool. i was gonna say it's really i yeah genuinely surprised at how good this was i think because yeah. i because i i know obviously Sorkin's like best known for his writing and stuff and his the films that he's written are generally really well critically acclaimed but i think this is only his second film he's directed because he did yeah, molly's yeah. game which was i quite liked it i wasn't blown away by it um but this is like a really next level step up i think yeah mm. um for me uh, anything else to say, Sam? On your film? No, give it a watch. Give it a watch, it a watch uh, on Netflix. Oh, honorable, wait, did we not? Did you do honorables now, or do you want them later? I think give it them in the end because someone might yeah. mention one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I was, I was thinking of doing. It's just yeah. one other, but yeah, I'll move on to whoever's next. Matt, um, I think my film of 2020 is it, the, probably one of the first things I saw was uh, Parasite. Like one of the only things I saw in the cinema, um, and we rewatched it recently for a film club uh, that we did on here and watching it a second time I did realise like yeah this is this is a incredible incredible film that I could watch even though it's quite bleak in places watch like over and over again um, mm-hmm. I think like the first time I watched it I was like yeah it was really good like watching it a second time you, it's like one of those things that you like watch a film you go I really enjoyed that but then I, not that I don't like people that do this but sometimes people watch a film and go oh yeah, it's my favourite film of all time, but I've only seen it that one time. I'm like, I never want to rate a film based on one viewing, whereas like watching it a second time, I can then feel like I can go, okay, I know where that's kind of going to be now. And like, as soon as I watched Parasite the second time, I was like, yeah, I think that's my like film of the year. Like not only do I think it's a really great, well-told film that mixes genre kind of freely, but not jarringly at all throughout the whole film. I think it is entertaining as well. Like it is a film I will... Because some films you go, yeah, that's a great film, but I'm never going to watch it ever again. This isn't like one of those films. Like it's a great film, but I'll keep um, keep going back to it. I think. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like um, it was one. It was it was probably mine. Uh, well, it was mine until I thought one probably someone until else. Until you just it. said it then, and now I'm scrambling for a, a, another one. <laughs> um, I do have I do have other now ones. I'm though. googling best films of 20 years. <laughs> no, I did. Wait, uh, it was like. <laughs> but no, I was like, um, oh god, my camera zoomed in. Sorry, I don't know if that's fucked everything up. But no, that's right. yeah. like yeah. I was, was going to say, were you trying to make emphasis? You were like zooming it in on yourself, like listen here. <laughs> I'm just trying to get in focus. Just trying to punch in. Um, <laughs> I was planning on playing uh, do Parasite. Um, no, I am. Um, uh, no, but that was it. Like I um I thought it was an absolute triumph. I thought it was absolute. And again, like that was that was one of the reasons I I I loved it so much. It's like the the balance of genre like something that I, I feel like it just handled it so damn well and it was so seamless like i think we talked about it in our real film club episode but the scene where it goes from them in the house and then they get the knock at the door and then they go down to the basement that goes from like i mean it becomes like psychological thriller at that point and it becomes yeah a horror as well like when they first go down into the basement it's like horror elements and it's 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 like and then it's really funny at times as well like it just blends 
So, I mean, horror and comedy normally go hand in hand, but in a wacky sense. But that was like hand in hand in such a more subtle, grounded way that I can't really think of any other film that's done that. I know it, it mixes other genres as well as, yeah. you know, as well. But like, especially for horror comedy, like usually you think about your Sam Raimi's and, and things like that, where it's just a bit weird and wild, but they really blend those two together in, in and I think they're for me the most prominent yeah. um, genres in this, but it's, it's, oh, it's stunning. Yeah, I think it's mm. brilliant. Yeah, a I really good number, looking film. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautifully shot, but the number of like layers in that film as well, where the kind of the meaning of the title Parasite just kind of keeps evolving throughout the film. It's yeah. just really clever. Yeah, I think um, it, it's one of the them as well that like there's nothing woke about that winning best film at the Oscars. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I like I'm glad that that hasn't really been a thing thrown around because everyone that has actually watched it has gone, yeah. Do you know what? That's like a really good film. Fair play. Like mm. it has. It wasn't really that big of a discussion about it being like, oh, the Oscars are getting woke, giving you know a foreign language film mm. the best Oscar for the first time ever. People have just gone, yeah, this is a great film that deserves to have won this award. Yeah, most of them nice. can't read. Most of them can't read, so they wouldn't have watched it. Well, so, yeah, but, yeah, that's why they've not got a point. <laughs> but you know what? If anything, like, I, I, I think I was going to watch that film anyway. Once I saw how much buzz it was getting, and I, I remember googling in that night, sort of when it was out, and I, I, I think because me and you obviously watched it together after, after Big that, Bong. Like, that, yeah, Big Bong was the one that sold it for us. I think they sold it for me anyway. When he was like, "I want to be, uh, I want to be drinking tonight," and we're yes. like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh wait, where's my graphic <laughs> of big? Lad. You guys keep going. I'm gonna get my graphic of big bong on the get screen. Get up. Get bong up. Don't get, get the big bong on this. Get the bong out. Get the bong out. Show me your bong. It's not a party without a bong. As long as it's not bongo, then we'll be fine. We'll <laughs> <laughs> We'll get taken down. Um, see I still get the sea parasite. Oh, I know oh, how good. Fantastic. I know how good it is and how much claim it's got. I just um, yeah, I still have some prime. Some yeah. prime. I know it is. I thought it's. No, Prime, it is Pound Prime. 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 You can you can, you can borrow my login for Prime. You can watch you can now. watch it. I'll be, I'll be back in a bit. See you in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, Guff. <laughs> Guff, what's your what's your scrambling uh, choice for your film of the year? <laughs> I did plan this. I promise. This is uh, this is the only podcast I've planned. Um, I promise. Mean Girls. Um, oh no, that wasn't this year. Oh no, I can't think of anything. I was torn between two, and I'll so one will be an honor. Rise of Skywalker wasn't out this year, mate. No, it was it was between Invisible Man, which I really enjoyed. Oh, I've not seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really quite good. But I think one that has that sort of had a lot of talk about it earlier on in the year, and uh, it was a straight to Netflix one. But I really liked Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. I really, I, I, I mean, again, like I would, I think Parasite is my favorite film of the year. Don't get me wrong, but I thought, well, we've talked about it on a podcast, so how, how much more can I say about it? Yeah. But, um, but Matt's lazy, so he did it as well. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, to be fair, if I'd known Nineteen Seventeen, I probably would have said that as well. But I think again, we've talked about these a few times. But Extraction, I think, has been sort of almost forgotten a little bit over the year because of like it just being like a, a sort of standard action film but i really 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 enjoyed it like i think it was like it, you know we're getting a new quality of action film now with like you know your john wick type films coming out and like the the you know say what you will about john wick in general can i change my answer to all the john wick films oh potatoes in the chat how goes it hello Good hello potato. Potato. how are you doing thank you for joining us 
Carry on. Sorry, I thought someone else would say something. Then I took a big step. I'm, I'm still sorting. <laughs> yeah, just, there was like I'm a bit of dead air there. I'm sorting bongo. I'm reminding, so I'm reminding myself. Um, Sorry. I'm reminding myself of what extraction was because I think yes. I think I've watched it. It's Russo it's, Brothers I, produced, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean. So, like, um, we're just talking about uh, our favorite film of the year, Potato. Uh, hop in with any 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 stuff you want to say. Um, if you have a favorite film as well, tell us. I imagine like that goes to everyone in chat. If you have a favorite film, yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna say that actually. Everyone, jump in the chat. Yeah. Tell us what your favorite things of the year are. Um, but yeah, Extraction. I I thought it was so. It's um, it's this sort of um, it's about. I, I thought it was a really interesting concept because for anyone who doesn't know, it's about uh sort of mobster in Mumbai. I think it is. It's India, but but he's like he's basically a mobster who is at war with another mobster, and. He's in prison and his son is kidnapped by his enemy um, and he hires this sort of like mercenary team who are all about, you know, extracting individuals and things like that. Hence, extraction. Ah, um, I get the title. <laughs> now I see, you see, it's coming together. <laughs> um, but Chris Hemsworth is like the leader of this sort of team, if you will. And it's really good. Like, I, I thought it was really well acted between... Um, Chris Hemsworth and he plays like considering Thor is like this you know big bolsterous sort of comedy person now I suppose like comedy character he he plays like a bit of like a down and out tortured sort of mercenary um and it was quite interesting seeing him in that role but what I really liked about it is the, that the um they used a lot of like native Indian actors because I think as well like with it being a Hollywood based film I think it's easy to go well who in Hollywood is of Indian descent so like you think of like your, your, your stars that you may have seen in other films, um, and I think Hollywood is quite notorious for that, especially with like stereotyping and things like that. But it was cool to see that they went to India and was like, what Indian talent is out there, and like who's who's really good. And there's a there's a guy in it that um, I would say is sort of like Chris Hemsworth parallel in the film, and he's like in uh, sort of ex-military um sort of indian soldier and he's brilliant in that and it was one of those films where i was like i would like as much as like i'm sort of sick of every time i hear there's a spin-off of a franchise that did well or you know something like that, i'm like i would love to see a spin-off of him because again it sort of follows that john wick route of going how do we tell this in like a really madcap way and like make it really packed full of action but also uh like realistic and yeah. i suppose like punisher did it as well where it's the idea of like like you can you, they actually train like the actors on how to hold weapons like the military would rather than just being like hold this gun shoot hold this gun and look cool yeah exactly yeah <laughs> while it feels like there's a lot more care going into action films like that now and I, and like and you know considering it is just a popcorn flick i thought it was really good i thought it was like a bit heavier than normal i thought it was it wasn't as sort of um vapid as a lot of action films can be but it yeah. still was packed full of like explosions and gunshots and car chases really cool shots as well like there's a car chase scene that looks like it's all done in one shot and it's really well done um and yeah and I, but I, I genuinely think that was like a bit of a i know everyone was talking about it at the time but it feels like it's gone a bit by the wayside but i really enjoyed that for just like a standard little action film i i i couldn't recommend it more if, you, if that's what you're into it was really yeah. fun Oh yeah, I meant to watch that because it kept coming up on my Netflix, yeah, and I, I just didn't. It. And now it's and now it stopped coming up, so I'm just like, oh, well, I'm not gonna watch it now. Yeah, <laughs> I I will watch that though. Yeah. Um, my best film is one that I watched this year, 2021, but it was out last year, and it's a bit of a uh, piss take. Oh. No, piss take. <laughs> it's, 
it's he's broken twi- the rules. It's a, it's a film from 2020. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, what are you going to talk about in next year's podcast? Yeah, films from 2021. If whenever I watch them. Oh, here he is. <laughs> I presume that is the James Grady. He's just giving Bloody us a hell. He's the old I man's figured he's... out Twitch. I hope it is he's you. His full name, just... James Pornhub Grady 90. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just slagging off. He's figured out Twitch. He's always told me he doesn't do Twitch because he's an old man, but he's he's figured it out. He's here for the 2020 film discussion. No, good, he's just, good on you, Grady. He's, good he's, to see you, mate. He's just seen Bong in the corner and gone, oh, yeah. yeah get me in. I'm here for it. I'm here for Bong. He's just upset he's not filming it. That's what he's sad about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm upset he's not filming it. I wish we could all be doing this. Hey, we also got follow. We also got follow from abused black man rip. Is it black man R.I.P. R.I.P. Maybe, (laughs) probably. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's Um, not hopefully heavy name. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the follow. Anyway, whatever the uh, we're going to call you abused. Thank you (laughs) for the follow. Um, It is me, fellas. He says. Um, What are your Put in the chat, Grady. Films, TV, games of the year. Let us know. Um, but yeah, okay. what are we talking about? Oh yeah, Rob, what's yours? You know, My films, I keep trying to start talking about, and I keep getting interrupted. Oh, I'm not abused, don't worry, sexy boys. Okay. I'll take it. As long as you're doing all right, abused, it's all good. Yeah. Um, okay, so my film was one that came to Apple TV, actually, and oh. went a little bit under the radar. Uh, it's called On the Rocks. Um, so it's a Sofia Coppola film, um, who also did Lost in Translation. Oh, is this the Rashida Jones one? Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. Oh, um, yeah, I wanted to watch this. It's really, like, it's not the best film of the year, right? I, I'm not going to say it's the best film of the year, but it's really, really nice. And it's very similar to Lost in Translation. It's like an older man, uh, younger woman kind of relationship. She's actually his daughter in it. So it's not like there's oh, no right, kind of relationship vibes right. in it. Um, but it's just so such a really lovely like character study about him and his relationships and his relationship with her mum and then also her relationship with her husband at the moment and kind of and I don't really want to say what the plot is because it's kind of surprising um but it, it's really about like, different people at different kind of points in their lives and like people's insecurities in their relationships and people that sort of at crossroads um and kind of how people who, I mean, it's one of the things that how people who don't communicate can kind of come to different conclusions about the same event. Okay. And it's kind of really interesting. Um, it's, a, it's a really, really interesting kind of character study of these two people. And Bill Murray kind of plays this, like, basically plays Bill Murray. Like, he is, you know, like the stories of Bill Murray, he goes up to people in a thing, takes a chip off them, and says, no one's <laughs> yeah, going to believe it. He's yeah, basically yeah. That, <laughs> that version of Bill Murray, right? Brilliant. Um, so he's sort of, he's sort of this old kind of, kind of, <sighs> He is misogynistic. He'll kind of flirt with every woman. Like they go out quite a lot, like as a as a duo, because her mm-hmm. husband works quite a lot. So they most of the film is focused on them two going out and doing stuff together. And he'll flirt with everyone, like all the women in the re- and then like it's kind of laughed off like the whole film. But then it kind of does come back around and be like, you're actually probably a bit of a dickhead, mate. Probably stop doing this. Yeah. But there's just so many amazing moments where he just like charms his way out of every situation, and she's just sort of sat there like, what oh, the fuck do you do this? Like, yeah. oh, it's yeah. yeah. The, the I, I chemistry was, I was, is just amazing. It's so good. I remember seeing the trailer, but it's interesting you said, like, um, I know we've got, like, some stuff in the chat, so I'm sure we'll go through it in a second. But, yeah. Um, if we do, we do chat at the end of the segment. Yeah, we do chat at the end of the segment. Yeah, um, but hello, everyone in chat. Um, but, yeah, um, I saw the trailer for it, but I was gonna. it's interesting you said that, like, um, you won't give too much away. 
but I I feel like the trailer does give quite a lot away. So I would recommend to anyone not to watch it if you are interested in the film. Because I've I watched the trailer and I was like, I think that gives quite a lot away. Mm-hmm. I think mean, you might be you might you might say otherwise. Rob, I thought you were like, gonna say I, then. don't don't watch the film if you watch the trailer. You've already yeah. watched it. <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> Just I'm just be honest. Uh, don't watch the film because it's a spoiler. Um, yeah. No, I am. Um, I I really want to watch it, but I, I wasn't yeah. sure. Like the trailer makes it look like it could either be really good or really shit. So I was a bit like, oh. Yeah. So I think I was just never like really compelled really, to watch it. I, yeah, I do really, yeah, I really like the idea of it. Though. It's really kind of um, it's kind of weirdly reassuring as well, because it kind of like it kind of plays on all these sort of negative Cause, relationships. Because it means you can be a misogynist, and that that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, like, I think the thing can do it. <laughs> There's hope for us yet. It plays on a lot of these like negative kind of relationship tropes that you're often shown in films. That say, oh, this person's obviously a bad person, and it kind of reassures you that. Just because someone acts in a certain way doesn't mean they're a bad person or yeah, you know, anything like that. It, it's it's it really really good and really it's a really nice nice film without being kind of overly sentimental yeah or kind of cheap because I think um, like, like, yeah really really good. Like Lost in Translation is like one of my favorite films. I've not watched it. It's years, very actually. similar. Like, like, I've watched, never seen it. I watched Lost in Translation yeah. so much at university. I don't know why, but it was just like one of my go-to films. <laughs> The the lost. Yeah, was lost. and you were like oh yeah probably yeah this. it was like that and <laughs> that and tinker taylor soldier spy ah, i watched yeah, like so yeah. much like, of it university mm, um, yes but i've not watched it since i really want to go back i think it's probably one of those films that i watched so much that now i'm worried to go back to it in case i was yeah. just being like an edgy film student and being like oh yeah watching nah, translation is so good, good and i'll watch it and go oh it's not it's not as good as it it's not as good. Mm, it's very it's very similar to lost in translation in that kind of aspect of not really anything happens it's just people's that that, reaction to things kind of happening around them it's that's, just that's yeah, my, I, mean, I mean that's my bill Moore is basically the same character yeah um, he's so good that's um, he's stuck in an airport right <laughs> yeah yeah it that's is, the yeah. one i always confuse it with what's that that's one called again everyone does. i don't know why uh, bill Murray terminal plays... terminal it's called yeah, bill Murray plays top ranks in an airport <laughs> i'd watch that film yeah i love the terminal i thought it was really fun um let's do some honorable mentions before we get to the chat i'll i'll run through the chat after this um so I had on my list Chicago Seven and Parasite, which we both talking about, and then I also had uh, David Copperfield, uh, the Amanda Nucci theme. Really, really good. Just again, like just a really good. Is that the one that's like the untold history of David Copperfield? Something, something like, like that. It's yeah. um, Dev Patel. Yeah, it's yeah. Dev Patel. Dev Patel. Um, oh good yeah, cast. yeah. And I, I can't remember any of their names. I really wanted to watch the that. Guy who just... Doctor Who, the old man who was Doctor Who. The uh, thick of it. John's name. No. Um, oh, Peter no, Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Um, re- just uh, yeah, really lovely film. I'd recommend that to anyone. Like yeah. whatever age, whoever, whatever film you like, you'll love that film. It's just so much fun. That's one of them I missed because of COVID. Because I was going to go and watch it, and then everything was kind of happening. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're all going to die, so I'm going to stay inside. Yeah, is that on Prime as well? It's on something. It is on Prime it? at the moment. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. very nice, very nice. I watch that tonight. If I've got any time. more quick honorable mentions, um, I mean, I said Invisible Man. That was like yeah, the only yeah. other one I had, but again, like really good little horror film. Uh, well, uh, more of a thriller, I think, but uh, shocking. Like genuine. At times, I was genuinely like, I had my sort of like hand over my mouth. I was like, oh shit! Like genuinely, really, really, really liked that. And fr- I, I almost thought, like, without giving too much weight, I thought it's like, I wonder if this started out as a different type of horror film maybe like a sort of ghost film but like uh especially with the premise you know again don't want to give too much away but like i was like i wonder if this was a ghost film originally when they bought the script off mm. someone and then they decided actually this would go really well with the story of the invisible man and be a nice twist 
to that. Right. Um, it was really good. Really recommend cool. it for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's on Now TV, I think, at the moment. Cool. Um, my honorable mention is one that Potatoes mentioned in chat is Soul, the new Disney Pixar oh, one. That was going to be um, mine as well. I wa- we watched that on Christmas Day. I think that's yeah, a, it's a good brilliant watch, little film, especially I think. If, Very excited to watch that. Especially if yeah, I think if you're a certain age and a creative person, I think it's definitely a really kind of yeah, powerful film. I honestly don't know what kids are getting out of that film. Well, I I don't. Doesn't it even more? I I don't know what kids are getting out of that film at all, really. To be honest with you. Like I, it looks good. It looks nice. Well, yeah. Apart from that, like it's very grown up in its themes and what it explores and stuff like that. Like it's not like Inside Out where it's a bit like, oh, growing up and trying to handle your emotions. This is like being a certain age and not having success and something you're passionate about yet. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of really interesting, but I I, I, I quite like yeah. the idea that Disney are doing this though. Like they're sort of going we because I think as well it's that thing of the they seem to really appreciate the fact that. And maybe it's because it is at, at, like at home. I mean, I don't think it was planned to be at home, so maybe that's no, not the right thinking. Been, no, but like the I- the idea that at least they're going, we have a we have a massive grown up audience who still enjoy watching our films. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. so to make something that's more geared towards that, I think is fine every now and again. Oh, I think yeah. It's oh nice yeah. I, I, like I'm that. so yeah. happy they made it. I lo- yeah. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. I really want to watch it again pretty soon. Yeah. Very yeah we enjoyed it a lot. We enjoyed yeah. it. Um, sh- anything else, or should we just jump to the chat? Let's jump for... into chat. There's so much yeah, chat going on. I'll run through yeah. a chat. Uh, happy New Year, guys. It's me, fellas. Yeah, we got it, Grady. Um, <laughs> uh, thoughts on Cyberpunk? We're not on the game section, mate. Wait for that. None of us have played it. None of us have played it. None of us have played it. Ed, the only 2020 is Enola Holmes. Absolutely loved it. I oh. kind of want to watch that. Um, I really wanted to watch it. I've got it on my list. But I, I can't really bring myself to do it. I don't know why. Uh, so it's very Wes Anderson, which has got me more interested, actually. Mm, yeah, that's got me very interested. Cavill uh, for a home film. That would be quite cool. Mm. Um, did you guys watch Tiger King? That might be in the next section. Um, yeah. yeah, we're moving on to I TV. Did, well, I did watch Tiger, Tiger King. King. Uh, Potatoes of Soul, uh, pretty good, yeah. but felt like I'd already seen it. I kind of get that with a lot of Pixar films, to be honest. I feel like oh, I've really? kind of... Yeah, but, I think yeah. Soul but was, I still enjoyed it. I, yeah, think, I, I think Soul was probably my favourite Pixar film, Put it out there. Put it out you there. literally just said you don't like doing that. No, no, but few... no, but the, <laughs> honestly, that's how like one of the scenes just connected with me so much. I was like, that's the biggest emotional com- connection I've had to like a Pixar film. Is the bit where he talks to his cat? Yeah. Ah, stop! Yeah. No spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. To a cat. That's what it is. The cat's on all the posters. You know he's going to talk to the cat. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he's doing with it? It's a Pixar film. It's basically ripping off inside Louis Davis. It kills the cat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. It kills. Um, Hat says, I really enjoyed I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Um, I, one of the films I kept thinking oh, about for days later. Kept thinking about for days later because it's fucking mad. Absolutely it? mad film. You were trying to it's figure insane. out what was happening. Yes. It's, I would uh, recommend everyone watches it, to be honest, because yeah. it is mad. What's that um, on? Is that on something? It's on uh, Netflix. It's, on Netflix, yeah. it's uh, Jesse Plemons <clears throat> from Breaking Bad and the girl from... The um, oh, the Wild Rose is it Wild Rose? That's a, the country singer. Oh yeah, I've not yeah, seen yeah. the film. I know what you mean. Another that is a really, that's a, that's a really yeah. good film. That's actually, a good film. I watched this year. Um, Hat says because it starts with Scarjo wearing see-through knickers. That's obviously a Lost in Translation reference. Ah right. Uh, Ed says Lost in Translation is the most melancholy feel-good film out there. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's such a weird thing. It's like how does it feel good? But it kind of does yeah. make you feel good. It's so it's just weird. People being people, isn't it? It's yeah, just, it's so it's, weird. Yeah. Uh, it's red against Ola. Ola to Hello, you. Hello, Red. Hola. Hola. 
And Bug as well. Bug's here. Says Happy New Year. Oh, hello, Bug. I'm, I'm running through it. I'm running through in order. <laughs> Grady. I'm the only one who thought the Mandalorian season was very overrated. Um, no, Stop probably not. No, he says yeah, no spoilers. No, no spoilers. Because I'm only on episode not... five of season one. No spoilers yeah, yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> we're not a TV one yet. I mean, we're not spoiling uh, anything, actually. Um, Potato thought it was really good. Hello, Bug. Happy New Year to you as well. Um, Ham says, I've barely watched a movie this year, which has been the whole lockdown. Binge all things we started. I never finished Better Call Saul. That's going to come up. Uh, Parks and Rec, uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh, um, Rec, so Jazz appeals to all, surely. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> I don't know it's your wife. <laughs> sort her out. No, no sorry. Soul. Quick, quick thing. Uh, quick thing. Speaking of soul and jazz, my soul was crushed at a job I had not long ago. Where I remember, like, I was like, oh, like, nice, some chill jazz vibes. Like, we used to go up to pick, pick our playlist at work, and the boss came in. He was like, what the fuck is this you're playing? And I was like, it's jazz. He was like, fucking turn it off. Get I was off. like, all right. <laughs> He's like, put the top fifty on. I was like, we, do you do you think you're Ryan Gosling in La La Land? <laughs> Everyone I just like jazz, just... man. Like, I was like, we will listen to the top fucking fifty every day. This, this is, very, like, this this is basically La La Land. You don't need to watch the film anymore, people. If you've not watched it, this is basically it. Uh, Grady says Soul has nothing on Coco. Bug also says Coco. Yeah, is amazing. Coco is good. I've not seen either of them. I, need... I want to watch Coco. Ah, that's great. Um, Soul's better. Ed says favorite Pixar film. Pixar film. Pixar film has to be a toss up between Wally and Finding Nemo. I've not seen, seen Wally. Yeah, Wally's not. Great. Oh, yeah. Wally's, Wally's great. I might do a Pixar week. Just me yeah, watching just all the it. Pixar films. Street, the live stream is doing Pixar. <laughs> just crying. <laughs> just crying. For the last I was like, oh god. And then you get to, and then you get to cars and you're uh, just like, this isn't that deep. <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm just like, good yeah. show. You're just like, this is the greatest film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be uh, a car. Ham says, anyone watch Mulan? No. No, I didn't no. bother. Even though now it's free. Yeah, um, yeah I might watch it now. Yeah, I'll probably watch it now it's free at some point. Yeah. There was a lot of I quite like the look of that, but then there was yeah. a lot of backlash on them all being really bad people. So there was a lot of problematic I saw... cultural stuff that very and much put me off that film. And oh, oh Rob's crashed. Oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great I was can I screenshot that? Was a good that. <laughs> screenshot the face he pulled. <laughs> Stall, stall, stall. You're back, um, you're back, but you're a bit stuttery. Where is it? Is it, yeah. is it snowing where you guys are? Just <laughs> how's the weather? Yeah, the um, <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, yeah no, I, I don't want to watch it on principle, but yeah. Uh, I've I've heard from like a film perspective, it's shite as well though. Like I've heard from like it's just not very good as a film. Like uh, I mean, uh, aside from all the problematic stuff, I watched a review that was like, we could talk for days about the stuff why it's problematic, but I'm just going to try and stick to like the review yeah, of the film. Like, we actually, like, objectiveness. So I was like, okay, but... it's not real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bug says Mando is the best Star Wars to ever Star Wars. So I am. Um, I think that's um, very high. Up I've there. watched five episodes. We are going to have to speed up. Well into it. We are. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to speed up. No interrupting, please. Unless Gough uh, wants to push his TV. live stream. I mean, I literally just said no interrupting. <laughs> just said it. This, is, this is going to be a fun for the rest of the podcast, isn't it? Everyone's going to have a great time. Just, I'm trying to stop the segues and get to the actual stuff that we're doing. We've been going 40 minutes. We've only done one category out of seven or eight. That's very, that's very true. Very true. Yeah. What do you think if, about your I don't mind pushing, If you've got I nothing to say, mind, don't I'm, say it. I'm just saying for anyone again, I'm 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 pushing my stream a bit back if we need to because I'm on it anyway. So yeah, let's get some more beers in. Let's get some more beers in. We did just get a follow. Thank you very much, L3 Xandra. Oh, you you got to thank the followers, man. That's not a tangent. 
Come on, dude. Do the chat at the end. I know I'm trying to make it con- <laughs> concise all the chat to one thing, and then we can just do what we're doing without constant segues all the way through it. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, then. Let's go. <laughs> uh, best TV. Come for the arguments, yeah. Best TV uh, of 2020. <laughs> I've watched a lot of TV this year because there's been a lot more TV than films, and yeah. you don't have to leave your house to watch TV. So, um yeah, I guess that's uh, that's why. Um, there's been a lot of good stuff, I think. I think it's been a really good TV year. Yeah, has, um, yeah. TV is on the up, man. Should we go to the same order? Properly on the up. Sam, do you want to start uh, with TV? I'm just going to um, refresh. I'm going to try and turn off some Wi-Fi using devices because I'm cutting out. Okay. He, means <laughs> go, go. he means go and tell Hat to turn off her phone in the other room. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> Stop playing over <laughs> Stop it. Shit, <laughs> like, we're not I've doing that I've, I've gone dead like low res now, which is yeah, a bit annoying. Yeah, so no, I don't know why. Like, you just look I mean, like you just look like three pixels now. Yeah. <laughs> I've turned into eight bit guff. Yeah, this is, this is what I look like. On, this is what I look like on a Sega Mega Drive. No, quick, start talking. <laughs> start, Sam. Go, go. He's coming back. Go. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, no, yeah, that's that was, very good choice. Sam. Yeah, very good choice. Great choice. That was my favorite season of, uh, of t- well, I've just I, I didn't want to go for something that was um, just I wanted something new that came out this yes yeah, this yeah. year. So I didn't. Really, I didn't really start thinking about any there's like second season because there were a lot of things that had extra like other seasons which are really good. Um, oh, we flipped. Oh. Guff's just gone now. Oh, he's back. Oh no, he's back oh, in. Sorry, sorry. Has he's that back. fucked the layup out? Uh, it's not now. No, it did for a second. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's why I I, I was basically having a toss up between. Uh, well, actually no, because I'm I'm basically up to the last episode, which I haven't watched, so no spoilers, please. But I really like the Queen's Gambit. I thought that was a good uh, a good watch. Uh, I'm currently watching it at the minute, um, but I know it came out last year. So um, yeah, I thought that was good. Like I don't know, it speaks to the uh, the young Sam in me. He used to play chess. He was a big a old nerd. Chess club when I was. 10. Uh, yeah. So, um, but no, yeah, I thought it was just really good. Like the uh, the story that's being told at the minute, obviously, is one of those where it's just like it's, it's only ever properly gets revealed probably like right at the end. Sort of thing. But then again, I don't know because I haven't seen the last episode, yeah. so don't tell me. Um, yeah, I'm a good... it was quite a good character piece uh, about someone struggling with some some of their inner demons uh, and also playing a bit of chess. Yeah, it's supposed to make chess really exciting, doesn't it? Like, that's, I'm a good few episodes in, job. and yeah, I've, I've really yeah. enjoyed it so far. I need to watch finish yeah. to finish it, but I've, I mean, it, it was one yeah. of my mentions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was, uh... and the acting it's pretty good. Like, yeah. um, what else is uh, what's she called? Uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, she was yeah, in yeah. Um, the Witch. She was in what's the James McAvoy? Her break was the Witch, wasn't it? That I hate. What's it called? Uh, Split. Split. Oh yeah, that's why. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's good in that. I, to I be think fair, the book, but... Yeah, they moved her onto the um the the thumbnail for Peaky Blinders now as well. I think because oh, Queen's Gambit that? did pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, she was in New Mutants Apparently as well. So, yeah. Am oh, I, God, am I... I... That came out, didn't it? That's on Amazon now, isn't yeah. it? Yep. Oh Jesus! That is a yeah. film that came out. I mean, not about that later, I guess. <laughs> Anya, Anya is Bay. I appreciate that. I know, I know, we're saving chat, but Anya is Bay. I, I believe that very much. So I have no control, no respect for the host. Yeah, but no, that was mine. That am was I, mine. I'll, sorry, am I? I'm one of the mentions after. Sorry, am I like really jittery? Because like yours, the sound yeah, you, is really jittery you, you, from you lot. Your voice is okay. But am but I really you're jittery? You're out of sync. And you are like in- interrupting a bit because I think it's coming through late on you. Fuck. I mean, that doesn't change. That's not really different from the norm, is it? So I mean, like, just, uh... 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a delay thing or just a me thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> done him. Absolutely done him. Uh, we get some Fs in the chat for Guff. <laughs> Matt, have um, you seen a Queen's Gambit watch? But what's your, what's your show of 2020? My show of 2020 is Normal People. Uh, that was on BBC. Um, that's based on a book. I do have the book. Someone's thank you for all the Fs. Um, Laura's lent me the book, but I've not read it yet. But it's about like um, just like these two Irish people and like their relationship over a number of years from like high school through to like after university and stuff. And it, it's like one of the most emotional like film uh, films, like TV series, series like you can't describe it to people. It doesn't sound that good, but like the acting and the writing is just so like real and, and, and powerful. And I just, I was really, really like, it was one of them that even though it was kind of punishing to watch, because like every episode, you're just like, oh my god, I feel exo- like emotionally exhausted having watched that. You would then like be- want to watch the next episode. It was like this weird thing of going, this is really hard to watch, but also I want to keep binging it. Um, but like, yeah, it it's definitely the thing that stuck out for me like the most out of everything like I've watched this year. And I've like, as Rob was saying, there's been a lot of TV this year. I've watched quite a lot of TV, but that is like in terms of quality in, in terms of acting and writing um is like for me head and shoulders above um like most of the things this year but i take it none of you have seen that so yep. i can't imagine there's much else to <laughs> say on it just i would just, oh, it's, on, it's on it's on iplayer like just it's high player, isn't it? go and watch it it's it's kind of that thing with you know to just two people and their relationship and their interactions and it is kind of like dramatic and in in terms of the sense that they're kind of together, then they're not, and there's all these issues keeping them apart. But it never feels like false or dramatized or overplayed for the sake of drama. It feels very like realistic, and you know, you know, couples like that who, you know, you kind of go, oh, they would be together, but their lives are just in two different places and stuff. I just, I thought it was just really, really good. So I'd suggest anyone go and watch an iPlayer. Um, what iPlayer? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> iPlayer. Okay, yeah. Go for what's your your choice? Um, I don't know if I'm a bit delayed, by the way. Sorry. So if if I am, apologies. But um, mine was uh Queen's Gambit, and then I, I I but only because I think it was the most recent thing that I watched that I was really like engaged with. Um, and and again, like sort of everything that Sam said, where I was just like, yeah, this is this is fantastic. Um, but. Uh, I have got some honourable mentions, of course, as well. But I think my favourite series, after sort of like thinking about it, was Lovecraft Country. I thought it was absolutely triumphant. I thought it was it was incredible. It was this. Uh, it's the only show I've wrote notes for. <laughs> it's the only thing of, of, of this list today I've wrote notes for because it's it's so good. But yeah, it was like an incredible story. It's like weird, wacky, but then like grounded because it's set in like the 60s i think it is so it's but like for anyone who doesn't know like lovecraft country they refer to it and i don't know if it's a common reference but it's a really really notoriously racist part of the south because it's set in the south of america but it's a really notorious like whether it's because hp lovecraft came from there i don't know but obviously H. And, lovecraft and was a racist the cthulhu <laughs> sort of stories and stuff but but was a racist yeah it was quite notoriously racist um but yeah it's uh I thought like to be, you know, it was so thought provoking, especially considering everything that happened this year surrounding the BLM movement and everything like that. To see this series sort of talk about race and like 
the the treatment of like authorities and just like the white community in general towards the black community in america was just so harrowing like it's so like it is a gut-wrenching show in terms of some of the gore that happens and some of like the visual stuff but it is so gut-wrenching from like some of the like lack of humanity you see because of the subject matter and it's it's this incredible weird anthological series that's still set in the same narrative so like without giving too much away like the first two episodes sort of explore one element of sci-fi and then this third episode it's like oh here's a different element of sci-fi supernatural stuff and you're like oh so we're going here and i genuinely was like oh it's gonna be like a bit of an anthology then but it follows this singular narrative all the way to the end that's just fantastic and there's a particular episode um it's like every episode demands and i think it's got one of the greatest opening sequences of any show i've seen because it sort of sets you up of going this is kind of what you're going to get um throughout the series there's this mental madcap thing but it has this every week it sort of demands a little bit more that you suspend your disbelief like it's a little bit more sort of demanding that you got that you just ra- go along for the ride and there's a particular episode that is just mental but then it has a really human story in, at the heart of it and like really modern thinking behind it and it's about self-worth and self-love, but it's in the sort of frame of this mad, mad episode, <laughs> like with mad sci-fi shit. Um, and But then the next episode explores that whole self-love and self-worth theme in, on the other side of it and almost looks at it in a negative light. It's such a human show and such a incredible show about relationships and people and especially like sort of tolerances of certain lifestyles in that in that sort of era all on a sci-fi backdrop like it's madness and i think it's genuinely phenomenal i think it's produced by jj abrams and jordan peele and for anyone who's watched any of other like other jordan peele work you can tell like it feels so much like not only in the sort of subject matter but also like the design of it as well like i thought it was it was um absolutely phenomenal and yeah one of the most batshit opening sequences i've ever seen but i think it is by far the best best show that I've watched this year. It's, I, I couldn't recommend it to anyone enough. What, I could that, talk about it for ages. What's that on? Is that on? Uh, that's on. That's on Now TV because it's okay. it's cool. broadcasting on Sky over here. But I think it's. I don't know if it's an ABC or an HBO show. I, th- I can't remember. I couldn't tell you exactly where it comes from in America. I think it's oh. a- AMC, but um, not sure. But cool. yeah, it's now Sky TV. over here. So cool. Now TV is on. Yeah. Now TV, sweet. Um, yeah, I, I meant to watch that actually, but I never really actually got round to it. It's um, too much stuff. I don't know man. why. Too it's much stuff. It's too much stuff. Yeah, um, so I've, I'm going to go for one that came out this year. There's, I think there's a lot of really good TV, and I think like Sam, like if it's just one season out this year, I'm going to maybe leave it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Like I was going to go for Better Call Saul because I'm going to keep banging that drum until everyone everybody's watched, watched it. People bang on up break Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Everybody watch better is better. It's so much better. Um and Breaking Bad was good. I don't I, dislike Breaking I Bad. Better Call Saul. I mean this season was phenomenal. Like Bob Odenkirk is a phenomenal actor. Mm. Um and it's mad that he's only really getting this chance, like this big opportunity now to show how good he is. Um but what I'm gonna go for is a bit of a different one, a documentary. Um The Last Dance. Not oh, Tiger King. Yes. So I'm going to go for The Last Dance. Um, yeah. I forgot uh, about that. I forgot all about that. So. Yeah. So 
for anyone who doesn't know, The Last Dance is about the uh, Michael, I was going to say Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, um, Chicago Bulls team. And it's about kind of, it, it's about the team and their last season, basically. The Last Dance is what they call it. Um, but it's kind of like how Michael Jordan joins the Bulls and how he basically almost like single-handedly pushes them to become the championship winning team. And it's and it's kind of had, it's framed to sort of a focus around their last season and then interspersed with sort of important points during his career, like when he weirdly retires and plays baseball for a bit. Um, but it's such like a really great kind of character study of ev- kind of everyone in that team, really, but for, kind of centered around Michael Jordan. Um, I just think it's a really, and it's sort of weirdly kind of honest for something that kind of does obviously blow his trumpet a lot because he was an incredible athlete. But like even the stuff like what he did for Nike, like he basically made Nike who they are. Like they weren't anything until he kind of signed for them. Um, I just thought it was a really incredible look at kind of him and his mentality. And there's a lot of things where I think during it, people sort of say, "Was he an asshole?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, he was an asshole." But did he get the best out of everyone in his team? Like, "Oh yeah," that's kind of and the mentality required to be Michael Jordan was just. And and I think the fact as well that he's just so unapologetic about that. Um, he doesn't see someone saying he was an asshole as a criticism. He's like, yeah, well, that's what I had to do to win. And we did win and we were the best team ever. And I don't have any interest in basketball. I don't have any much interest in American sports. I think like, Guff, you're not a big sports person, but you watched it. I think a lot of people kind of don't really have that much interest yeah. in sports. I just find it such an interesting look at this person who's ultimately kind of transcended that sport it's about characters um, isn't it it's about the, the characters and yeah. their motivations to be who they were that's why it's com- like compelling to more than just basketball fans I think yeah. like yeah like the extended cast with like Scotty Pippen and uh, Dennis Dennis yeah. Rodman just turns up halfway through and just he's just this mental, absolute man. just mad, mad. he was like going out with Madonna and it's like this mad stuff going on and Michael Judd's just this like constant person throughout the whole thing I just think it's such a great documentary and told in such like an inspiring mm. it's, it's, it does a really good balance of like being so inspiring like this is what this man achieved by pushing himself and pushing everyone around him so much while also not being like wanking him off the whole time I thought it was yeah. like a really nice sort of I don't know a better word for saying wanking him off yeah, the whole time so. <laughs> Big, bigging him up could have just said that bigging him up yeah, yeah. Uh, could have but I didn't there's, um, there's no. a few there's a few things you could have said yeah. no I am um, <laughs> I yeah I bang on like I I am not very much interested in sports in a in a big way but like yeah that was like you said like inspirational I, I think that was like some of the thing I got from that was I was like that's made me want to like work hard at something like I think so. sort of I'm like take a basketball just like, <laughs> just, like... <laughs> you've got hoop in the background there haven't you that's yeah. it that's it <laughs> Just Guff's used lockdown to become Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely, I, yeah, I, I think it was a. Consider, I've just said, you know, I completely forgot about it, but I think it's you know testament to how much has come out this year. But oh, yeah. that was that was probably one of my absolute go tos. I was like every night, I was like, I need to watch more of this. Like I really enjoy. Like I very rarely feel that way about a documentary. You know, just because you know it's telling the truth it's not like a narrative necessarily yeah, yeah. but i was just like i need to watch more of this yeah it really was, good really well, good well that's it when it was told as a story and i think especially if you're not into basketball and you don't mm. know what happens in i mean obviously everyone knows michael jordan the greatest basketball player yeah. of all time but i didn't know what happened in that story with the chicago bull like i didn't i didn't know how many mm-hmm. things they won if they mm-hmm. won what they won I, I didn't know that so i was like gripped i was like i need to know if they 
win this three P. Like I need to know if they win this season, like all the way through. So I think that like the way it was structured yeah. was really clever. Like not only giving you an insight into their lives and what motivated them, but then also going, I really want to know if they win this. <laughs> like I need to know. I really want to know why did Space Jam? <laughs> Well, yeah. Honestly, I was only watching it for Space I mean, Jam. That bit was Space Jam. That bit was Space Jam. Mad, time. where they're just like, "Yeah, we've got this basketball court on set, so we can go and practice." And it's just like, "This is insane. This is so weird." <laughs> but you know what? Like, it, it was those mad stories that I loved the most. Oh yeah. It's like that because that was one of them where he was like, he invited like all the best players in the NBA to go play with him and just basically spar essentially, if you will. And they were um, like, yeah, because it's Michael Jordan. Anyone else yeah. ask that question, you're probably like, no, yeah. probably not going to bother me. That's... Yeah, exactly, yeah. But then he did, but then he was like, I know how to beat all of them. It was like, he's like, he's like yeah. mind palacing them all and yeah. like sort of figuring out, you know. But then the, my other one, and I think me and you, I know you love this story, Rob, but like it's the, it's the one where like he talks about how he uh like made up stories to like get psyched up psychologically so he could like fuck someone up on the court like he's like like a dude that like he like for years there was this whole story about how he like slighted him and like he said something like to him like when walking through like he didn't say hello or something or something like that different dude that's like the coach that's another one he beat the team Coach say hello but no there was a dude that was like everyone was saying he's like the new michael jordan he's like on on power michael jordan he was like a new newcomer to the nba and he he made up a story where apparently he said like uh like something about like our old timer or something he made a slight (laughs) to him and rumor for years that that was why the next game michael jordan's thrashed him but apparently michael jordan just made that up because he made that story up to himself Michael John should do like talks on like mentality. Yeah. He should do talks on like manifestation. Like he literally lied to himself <laughs> so much he believed it. And then Yeah. Like, it was just like I yeah, just when I'm playing Overwatch and I'm like yeah. I make a little little narrative okay. in my head and if I kill someone yeah. I like teabag oh. them and it kind of builds up this little narrative. <laughs> sorry, sort of... sorry sorry to sorry to I've um, been le- I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. Sorry sorry to tangent. I had a get I did that to a Genji today as Anna. He like was trying to get me all game and then he slashed at me. He he bladed, I ran away shooting him, and then I slept him as he finished his blade, went up teabagged him because he was on like one Shoot health it. and then naded him to kill him. <laughs> and I was like, That's good because I know it's of shit. I know that's good because he's it, because he will have seen the teabag before I killed him. So I'm in his head now. <laughs> I mean, he's had. You made sure to get like you know. from facing. Oh yeah, he like, will have seen it, and then he came oh, for me for the rest of me. the game. I want you to see yeah. what I'm about to do to you. <laughs> Just like Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, um, exactly. So Michael Jordan of Overwatch. Uh, some honorable mentions. Um, I watched Umbrella Academy this year. Uh, I know it's yes. second season this year. Enjoyed that a lot. Um, the trip to Greece finished off the trip. I don't know if anyone's a fan of the trip. Oh, Michael that, what, uh, that It's uh, Steve Coogan and really? Rob Ryder, oh. where they're playing like I really liked yeah hyper yeah. reality versions of themselves. Yeah. Sort of thing. Very very funny. The trip to Greece finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I nearly teared up at the end. It's What's very it sad. Um, I didn't know that was out. It was yeah, on yeah, I've not heard now TV. Yeah, they moved. They moved to Sky. Yeah, oh, it came out. I think it was like the start of this year. Um, well up for that. Devs. Was on BBC. Oh, it's yeah. by yeah, that was really good. Um, Matthew Garland. Alex Garland, oh, guided Alex Machina. Who's Matthew Garland? Very, very good. You? Jude. <laughs> <laughs> you marry into the I, family. I wish. <laughs> when you married Judy Garland, do you not remember? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, that was brilliant. Um, it, it doesn't quite land the ending for me, but it's really, yeah, really, I've it's a really that, good journey. Yeah. Is it a one-off? It's like a ten-episode one-off season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Sex Ed was Brack. That's 
Brack. one of my favorite shows. I think I spoke about it in our end of year podcast last year, saying yeah, my favorite yeah. show of last year. Yeah, that's back. Um, that's back in a few days, isn't it? It's like, um, is it? Yeah, it's like seventeenth of Jan or something <laughs> like that. I think. Oh my god! Breaking uh, news, everyone! I can't wait for that. Like Christmas. Um, I've seen Dead to Me's come up in the chat uh, again. Yeah, yeah I'd forgotten about oh, Dead to Me last year as well. That second season <laughs> was mental. Like where that season ends up, like me, me and Laura watched it together because it's like height of lockdown, like via like Zoom together, like watching it, and we were both oh. just like, "What is happening?" I need to watch. It's such yeah. a weird so, experience to watch that. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. Very good. Um, Tiger King, do we need to talk? I think everyone said everything. I think that's an honorable mention. It was a weird moment in Talking everyone's about. life. Tiger King won it. And Carol yeah. Baskin called out Jimmy Savile and Rolf Hallery. Loved it. Oh, oh, it. The best part about that. Yeah, I think that was yeah. better than the whole series, um, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it probably was. Yeah. Um, um, and then the final one I was going to say was Mandalorian, which we got yeah. both seasons here in the UK. So we got it in March. Um, and then the second season, obviously, same was time as America. Yeah. yeah. Was that how late we got Disney Plus? Yeah. Because we didn't get Disney Plus till March, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was January. I, could put it... no. I, know, I know it came out in November in America. I forgot it was March. Oh, yeah. So we've had both seasons. somebody was illegally streaming it. So it's early. Matt's not seen most of it. No, I've watched so let's, uh, no, I've watched five episodes, episodes and I'm absolutely loving it. So. Let's keep that out. Keep it out of the chat. Um, but yeah, I, I love this. I think it's probably one of the best Star Wars things. Most yeah. consistent. Star- I think the problem with Star Wars is it's so I mean, bloody yeah. inconsistent. And this is consistently very good. And I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I think? Do you know what I think is a... And I want to attest... I want to sort of give a, a thing to this. Is they've gotten very good directors in. Uh, both mm-hmm. sort of like smaller and bigger directors in to co- sort of do episodes. But they've also got an idea of where it's going. Always one big thing that makes Mandalorian a really good series compared to some of the other stuff Disney have had been in charge of. They've had one particular story they wanted to tell and just got directors to sort of tell that in their way. They're finally learning from Kevin Feige. Finally. (laughs) Yeah, I I like it. Sorry, I love the idea of Kevin Feige coming and going, What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Why have you done it this way? Let me I'm just doing I'm just doing this now. It's like here, take John. John will do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that weird sketch scene, John you know, that guy it. slapping everyone at the barbecue. Oh, yeah. It's just like <laughs> Kevin Feige doing that to like everyone at Lucasfilm. Yeah. Except John Favreau. And Except John yeah. Favreau. Yeah. Um, I had a couple uh, of honorable mentions. Does anyone mention else have any honorable mentions? I, I have a couple, yeah. yeah. But I'll let Matt go. Uh, I was going to say Afterlife Season 2. That was really good. The Ricky yeah, Space series. Yeah. On oh, Netflix. yeah, very good. Yeah. Really, really love yeah. that. Um, it's always funny to hear Ricky Gervais call the little kid a cunt. That's oh, my favourite thing yeah. ever. No, it's not even that. What's his? Because he's like, you're a pedo, and he's like, well, if I was a pedo, I wouldn't come after you. What? Well, and then oh, yeah. calls him a ginger cunt or something Apparently, like that. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. I've, I've yeah. seen, I've, I've seen a behind the scenes thing where, like, and I'm quite glad that this is the case, but a behind the scenes thing where someone's shot from the long, like the far away shot where you can see them both at the fence, and he doesn't actually say to the. Oh yeah, the of course he doesn't say to the actual kid. Cunt, yeah, yeah. And it. Yeah, it's like he says something completely different, but I never thought of that. Yeah. I was like, I oh, actually, yeah. yeah, it is quite harsh to say that to an actual child acting or not. Yeah. It's actually quite harsh. And also, like, the thing of being like, if I was, I wouldn't come after you. It's quite a harsh thing to probably it's say so to a kid. Fun. You're, an, weird, yeah, right? you're an ugly probably little kid. Probably best to get him out of the shot when you're doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what else did I have? I had, I had some. I had, uh, the boys. Um, yeah, yep. I, oh, I missed, I missed yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, Boys was really good. Like I watched both seasons this year, but both of them were really, really yeah. good. 
Um, I'm trying to look for stuff that came out this year because oh Ted Lasso I don't, I don't think any, any of you have watched that you I watched that, that on yeah, Apple you, TV you, you really enjoyed it I don't think it's great but I really liked it it's, it's such a weird thing that <laughs> I kind of felt compelled to keep watching it but also at the same time I was like I don't think this is great but I'm kind of really in, it's, it's so weird I don't think I could recommend everyone to go out and watch it but if you're curious I'd say give it a go it, it's so it's such a weird <laughs> phenomenon and then um, get out on the poster yeah <laughs> and I don't know if I don't know if did did Shit's Creeks Shit's Creek last season come it out this ended year? This year, this year yeah. like yeah, I've yeah. watched yeah. all that and I, I really like Shit's Creek, so um, go and watch Shit's Creek. It's good. Sam, did you have any? Uh, only one I could think of, which isn't just a sequel to something else, was uh, I thought The Strange was all right, like a British. I, I heard that was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought. Yeah, it? I watched that too. Yeah. Mum, yeah, it's mad. It's totally mad. What's he called? What's um, he called? Richard Armitage. Um, Richard Armitage. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he I forgot about a really that. good performance in that. And yeah. They did that. Other, what was that other one? That they, this, I swear it was the same director did. Um, the Bodyguard? Sixteen. Like, like, no, no. It's, it's like one of those types of series. Like the... Because it, it's... Because like, it's, it's, it's... The Strange is based on a book, right? And the guy who has written yeah. the book has had like a big deal with yeah. Netflix, so they're just making all of his books into yeah. series. I think uh, it's it's pretty mad. It's it's pretty. It had a similar, yeah, it had a similar tone to like. Didn't watch Home. I think it's called Home. Oh no, Safe. It's called Safe. The one with um the dude from Dexter in it. I want to say came out in 2016. I'm pretty sure. Uh that's like a very similar tone to it, and I'm pretty sure it's by like either. It's either the same director or something uh, that did it, but that's a very good. Uh, but anyway, that's not twenty twenty. Um, the Stranger was twenty twenty, and the cast, the the acting in that was very. Yeah, good. It was yeah, good. it's called yeah, Safe. It's got uh, the um, the yeah, Michael B. Hall's in it. Yeah. The the woman that plays the um, baddie, not the, well, kind of a baddie in Ant Man Two. Um, what's she called? Yeah. Ghost. Ghost. Oh, Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, yeah, that, she yeah. plays that. Yeah. She's in that. She's good. She does. Yeah, yeah no, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I had a uh, sorry, quick one. I forgot a film one. His house, the horror on Netflix. Please go watch it. It's really good. Uh, that oh, was sorry. a film, though, that I missed out. Um, it's just it's a horror about um, refugees coming to the UK and being put in a council house. It's and... a documentary. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. But the woman from Love, there's a woman from Lovecraft Country that's in that, and she's very good in it. Um, but sorry, yeah, my series one. Uh, I had a lot of what's already mentioned, like Umbrella Academy Boys, Mando, Queen's Gambit, uh, Cobra Kai, though. <laughs> That's mine. That was an absolute. That I loved it. Days ago, didn't it. No, no, no. Season three came yeah, out. Season three was this year. Like, Netflix the day. Won it. Oh no, it's the season two on Netflix. I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna, I'm binge, I'm gonna binge the living shit out of it because um, <laughs> I think it's so much fun. But uh, I watched season one and two this year because it came onto Netflix in 2020. Yeah. Um, and it's fucking mint. It's absolutely mint. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Even though that's dodgeball. I was gonna say that's <laughs> dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> No one in the karate kid. Same thing. No. Same thing. <laughs> stop. Can we get some? Can we get some uh, big dubs for uh, Cobra Kai in the chat, please? I know there's some Cobra Kai lovers in the chat. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Uh, speaking of chat, let's have a quick yeah. run through. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run to the um, toilet while you go through chat. Great. Uh, Joe says normal people is very, very good. I need to watch that because I've heard. If my yeah. dad likes that, if my dad likes it, he's a weird. I don't know if he's a good barometer for what stuff good is, but he's. <laughs> Uh, Hat says, don't bother reading Norm People. I reckon the series is better. I've heard that probably from you. 
because she's <laughs> my wife. I've heard that in my house somewhere. Um, I don't know where. <laughs> the ghosts did... in the walls have said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Joe says, did anyone watch the third day on Sky? No, I've not, I've not heard of that. No, I can't remember. Sky has some genuinely really good shit on yeah. TV, man. And I've just, I, yeah, I'd never look at it apart Maybe. from like the odd thing. Um, says Matt forgot to mention all the sexy bits of normal people. Don't watch it with your parents. I that's why I was surprised my dad watched it because it just seems like horny teenagers kind of going at it from the bits that I've seen on TV. Um, it's very, your dad seems like a horny teenager from every time I've met him. Just saying. Don't know. <laughs> Sick burn on my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your dad's a horny teenager. Your dad. <laughs> he's no. He's no. He's no. Uh, Potato says his favorite TV last year was The Boys of the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. yeah, same. Um, that's both a lot. Um, uh, Ham says Net Dead to Me on Netflix is super good. Yeah. Uh, Soul is 100% superior, and I love Breaking Bad. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Berg says. Beckle is not sure Beckle is better than Breaking Bad, but it's on par. It's a slow burner, but worth the effort and grows into itself more every season. Uh, completely agree. I think it, I think it is more kind of nuanced than Breaking Bad, and it is a bit slower. And I think that's probably why people didn't really get into it right at the start. And also because Saul is in Breaking Bad is a really one dimensional character, and they really expand on it so well. And his like opposite the um, lady who like stars with him, she is incredible. She's really good. Um, and says so only series I think I've seen was. Hey, Dougie on CBBS, 100% would recommend. <laughs> uh, don't really know what to say to that. I'll I'll get into it. Uh, Ham says, uh, loved Afterlife. Yeah, I completely forgot that was out, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to appreciate Ham said, like, excuse you, you've watched Mr. Tumble too. There's just oh, so, fuck- there's so much Mr. Fucking Tumble in this house. Because, like, I've got, like, when our niece has come over, like, um, well, my niece, because I, I think my parents, you say, oh, like, all yeah, yeah, he's my parents' <laughs> grandchild, not ours. <laughs> like, he's my niece. When she's around, there's just there's like baby bump or something like that. Is like another show that's just always on, and I'm like, I, I'm struggling <laughs> with like, hearing. Mentally, it, it, there was... with, with hearing five little ducks came swimming one uh... day. Over and over again, <laughs> over uh, and over again. <laughs> honestly, there was a, there was a day when like mine and Rob's step nephew watch Minions three times on repeat, like the film Minions. <laughs> that, that is hell. That is hell. Like, kill me. Yeah, can we get some Fs in the chat for uh, Matt and Rob having to watch Minions? Um, I we fucking hate Minions. The next film coming out, or the next yeah. Despicable Me film, The Rise never, of Gru? Never, never. I'm just looking forward to all the I, War I, Memorial I, memes. Yeah. I, I, worked, I worked at the cinema during those films. Fs for me, please. Yeah. Fs for me. Uh, we've just got a follow yeah. from um, <laughs> Big Greg. Thank you for the follow, Big Greg. Hey, hello, Hi, Big Greg. Big Greg. Greg Davis from Taskmaster. Yeah. I hope. Taskmaster. That's one of my favourite TV shows yes, as well. Brilliant TV show. Everyone's yeah, yeah. amazing. Uh, it's banging. Um, and it's very good, even though they social distance this season. Still managed to make it really yeah. good. Um, Bug says, and except Dave Filoni. We forgot about Dave Filoni, everyone. Do oh, no, yeah. I, I, I saw Dave Filoni was uh, was never in the slapping category. He, he was never going to get slapped. He, was not, <laughs> no. he wasn't even in the garden. He wasn't even in the yeah. garden. Um, Ham recommends Dairy Girls. Uh, I watched oh, the first I episode of that and really, and really, really enjoyed it and then just didn't watch the rest. I don't know why. I'm very sorry. I will do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm so disappointed walking, you. Walking Dead Worlds Beyond. <laughs> walking Dead Worlds Beyond was average. Hopefully serves as well, but for the next one to two seasons of the main show, I dropped off Walking Dead probably four or five years ago. Yeah, I, I dropped out at season four. I, I, I didn't even know there was a different spin-off show. There was um, two, weren't there? Weren't there two different shows? There was Fear I, I remember, the Walking Dead. 
yeah and then there was this one i'm assuming will be on. i didn't yeah i didn't realize it was the second one yeah same yeah. uh i guess i'm glad that it's average um the outsider on hbo i've seen trailers i've not seen it no I've um yeah same Potato saw the first series of Cobra Kai when it was on YouTube. It's on YouTube Red, right? It's like the, yeah. the that's why I avoided it because I was like, no one has. It'll probably be shy, and then and then I was like, oh, actually, I've heard it's quite good. I liked the concept though. I was like, oh, it's a good concept for a show. Showing off your beers, is it, boys? Yeah. No, I've got um, a poll in the I chat, and I'm trying to subtly get everyone to vote what beer I should have next. <laughs> oh, all right. So I'm showing them off while everyone's one. talking. Uh, oh, I vote, I vote that one because I like the, I like that one. Um, Everyone vote. There's the a lot of chat about baby bum in the chat, which I'm just gonna skip past. Uh, people <laughs> seem to be having mental breakdowns, so we'll we'll leave it. To you no, it, no, it, like I'm, 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 like as someone who doesn't have kids but has like a baby niece, I'm like, I'm, I'm it's it's nice to be able to vent a little bit because I'm like, it's haunted my house. That like all I can hit, and like my dad will keep it on because I think he's just gotten used to the sound. So even when she's asleep, just or she's like gone it. for a walk or left the house, it's still on, and I'm like, Dad, can you turn dad, it off? Dad, turn it the fuck off. He's all I can hear. So my dad's a horny teenager. Your dad is a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Matt, you missed that. Yeah, I was gonna say. That. I mean, yeah, it's a hundred percent right, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I was going to say uh, really quick about, um, yeah, Cobra Kai. First season, I was like, the concept's really great. It's uh, it's on YouTube Red, though, so I'm not going to fucking watch it because I ain't paying for that shit. Yeah. And then it came to Netflix, and like it obviously did really well. And yeah. the, the season, I thought season three was already out, so binged all the way through season two, got to the end of season two. It leaves on a bit of a cliffhanger, and I was like, fuck off, it's not out yet. I was fuming. <laughs> I was absolutely raging. My night was prepared to watch season three, and I Good. had to wait months, Good. but... Gutted. Yeah, good. Um, Joe says, anyone watch Ozark? It's on no, my list. I well. haven't, but I've heard it's, I've heard it's fantastic. Is that, that and Dark are both on my list. Oh, yeah. I need that to watch Dark. Amazing. Yeah, I really need I've, to watch I've not Dark. watched season two or three yet, but season yeah. one was amazing. I've watched the first episode I'll of season watch. two, but... They're all yeah. getting on the list. Uh, Fair is still, going, um, still ongoing too. Um, and Ham says, you never get used to the sound, you die as a psycho. And with that, <laughs> we'll move on to our next category. <laughs> You're uh, best game. Best game of 2020. I've Ooh. got one on my list. I've one got only. I've got one which is going to be the same as you and um, a second one. <laughs> I've got an honourable mention which is absolutely the same as everyone else. <laughs> shall, shall, shall we do the obvious one that I picked, which is the which Last is, of Us? Yeah, two. which is the same. Uh, as oh, me. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, no, no spoilers though. No, no, no. I've not well, played. No that, I've not played that many games that came out this year. This year, to be fair. So I haven't either. Um, no. But that's yeah. That's why I've gone with this mainly because um, we've played Overwatch all year. Pretty <laughs> much, essentially. That's my honourable mention. Yeah. Um, the last of... as well. The last was two is genuinely an astonishing like achievement in storytelling. That I think the first one is genuinely a brilliant game as well, and the storytelling that is phenomenal. The last was two. Like I know a lot of people don't like it for real reasons and also for fake made up reasons that are in your head. Um, <laughs> Like like women, too, like, like women like, kissing other women. I don't like it. Being emotionally manipulated. That's any media motion, emotionally manipulates you. That's the point of the story. Yeah. To it's make like, you it feel different It made me feel, things. I hated it. I felt things. Um, but I, I genuinely think, like, as a, as a storytelling device, the way it uses um, sort of flashbacks, um, I, and I'm going to try not spoil it, There's the final scene of it genuinely made me feel more than probably any other form of like media or even like even films 
struggled to make me feel as much as that game did at certain points. Um, I think like mechanically, I wasn't really that concentrating on how good it felt. It feels like quite a good, quite a big improvement on the first game. Obviously, the first game was end of like last generation. This is end of this generation, so it is different. You know, worlds apart in terms of the game mechanics and how it looks, and it does look incredible. Um, but I just think the way they've managed to tell a new story that is very different from the first one in such a way that it goes places that you just don't expect it to go and it makes you feel things that you don't expect to feel in that game. And I, I just think it's amazing. I genuinely think it's game of the generation. Um, wow, that's, that's fucking massive. I really do. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I, actually, I'm going to show you all something now. Matt, you, Matt, Matt, yeah. Go tell, uh, tell everyone what you think about The Last of Us 2. I'm going to show you a piece of artwork that I got, which um, oh, yeah, this I think is really amazing. Cool. This um, artwork better not be the final scene that spoils the whole game. Yeah, it's just the final scene. <laughs> um, uh, while he's doing... Oh, no, you're going to say something, aren't you, Matt? Sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say, I, I absolutely loved it. It was one of those things that... One of those games that I was like, I'm going to sit down. I'm only playing this when I know I can play like a good few hours of it. Because like, I love the first one. The first one's in my like top five games of all time, probably. So I was like, I'm only going to watch play it when I know I can dedicate... like three hours to actually sitting down and playing it i'm playing it with headphones on like the whole thing not and yeah i i I loved it like it's one of those things that i can see the criticism in it i just don't it just didn't i just don't care (laughs) do you know what i mean i know like in some places it drags a little bit maybe there's some bits where like you know it could have been compressed a little bit and like there's it's annoying because there's a criticism of it that i have that i can't say without ruining things for it um but some of the mechanical things in the later game, I it's, I can't really explain it without spoiling it, which is unfortunate because it sounds like I have. So I know what you're talking about. It sounds so like I have. Anyone, a, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like about. I have a, like a proper criticism. I just think it was very unnecessary. Like these two moments, uh, I felt it was really, really unnecessary. Go on. No, it's just, you, I'm like saying a sincere point, and Sam's obviously trying to make some joke. I think. <laughs> I am. I am trying to. <laughs> do you want to do your joke first or shall I do my sincere point first? Are you able to swim in the second film? Has she learned it yet? Um, I don't want to know. No spoilers. I, don't, no I can't spoilers. remember, actually. Uh, I can't remember. Can't spoil that. Can't, can't spoil that. This is in the first, the first game where she can't fucking get in the water. She'll fucking die. <laughs> yeah, that is a thing. That's a great I game mechanic. I look so much more bald when I take these off, man. I forget, <laughs> I forget what I look like on camera without you... headphones. I'm like, there's so much bald. Yeah, to be fair, when <laughs> like when I saw you today to drop that beer off for you, I'd kind of forgotten what your head looks like without like headphones on or something because all I see is you just with headphones on. Well, yeah, as well. The last time I saw you, I wore a hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you like, did. Yeah, I, I, I like, didn't even see my head. It's like when I first did it, I was like, I fucking look like Sinead O'Connor. Like, <laughs> I mean, um, that's an insult to Sinead O'Connor, and all that, you know. Um, but <laughs> hey, well, yeah, yeah, last of us, last of us. Yeah, there's like, yeah, I think everyone that kind of has played it will know what I'm kind of talking about. I felt those bits were very unnecessary and kind of they were the only bits where I felt it, it was kind of forcing you to kind of pick a side or do a little like you know it felt a little too forced like a way a path that i necessarily didn't want to go down but apart from that i thought it was like i really enjoyed the mechanics thought it felt really good the sound design like the dialogue the world building the story i just 
absolutely loved. I think like the motivations of the characters are so real. Because like someone, like I was speaking to um, someone recently in uh, one of the discords. I can't remember which discord it was, but um, Jay, if you're around, I presume you're still in um, mag stream. But if you are speaking to uh, Jay about it, he was kind of saying it felt a bit like you know he didn't really like the writing that much and kind of broke it down into his like it's just back and forth back and forth and i was like i kind of get that but i feel like the motivations were always justified for what happened in that story it never felt like a systematic thing it felt like a natural progression based on people's kind of feelings and beliefs and the new information that they learned along the way um but yeah i i absolutely loved it and um I, I want to go back and do a full playthrough of one and two, like back to back, and really kind of get the full mm. experience. I'd really, really love to do that. I think I am gonna, I am gonna throw some time into it this year because I think I've just man, you need. I've to, still man. got it here. You need it's to, like, I'm, and, and yeah, I need to. I think it's because I just don't play games that often. Like it's either with, I'm streaming yeah. or I'm playing with you, and it's yeah, watch yeah. or something. But I'm, like I'm the same. I said like I've not actually sat down and played a game for myself for a while and i want to do yeah. that for last of us too i was i was thinking yeah. should i stream it but i was like no i no, want to at least for the first time i want to yeah. like play it because I, I don't want to cry on camera no because it was yeah i play with headphones in the dark or something Cause, just, yeah because i think like, you were talking about, about a lot of the criticism it got and i think a lot of the criticism was, was sort of like characters saying you know these people wouldn't do this or these aren't what these characters would do and they're the sort of the same people who don't realize that Luke Skywalker blew up a Death Star with millions of people on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're just they're just focused on who they think the protagonist is, and they're always one hundred percent right, and they're they always make the right decisions, and there's they cannot be flawed in their mindset. Yeah. And a lot of the criticism was like, oh well, she wouldn't do that, or and it's like you've played the first game, right? You've seen what these yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Are, everyone's doing horrible things in this world. Like you can't. There's no sort of like moral. I mean, it's very moral, morally ambiguous, the whole game, and the whole game always has been, and people are sort of pretending that the first one also wasn't, which I find very Also, confusing. like, I think based on that criticism and based on the very little I know about it, and I think that criticism, I can imagine, is based on one particular character, uh, or at least the main character, I should say. Um, but, like, in the first one, they're a very completely different person. Like, time has passed, there's these events that have happened, sort of, pr prior to us seeing the game, do you know what I mean? Like, in between the two yeah, games yeah. that will have changed the person like so it's it, and again it's, and you sort of brought the luke skywalker thing into it but like the idea that like 30 years are between those two films like of return of the jedi and last jedi where it's like that's that's people people like to pretend that people stay the same over 30 years people change within a year people change in a few months so it's like do you know what i mean like that's that's i'm i'm a big believer in like i'm fine with people changing as, yeah. Long, yeah. As, it, as long as it tells the story of maybe how they get back and that's fine. Yeah. Or why they've changed. Like, and I think that's or what a lot of stories tell. Like, or why they've changed. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's understandable. But... Which it definitely does, in my opinion. Sorry, but I, I, I wanted to give a quick shout. When, I don't know what, there was something about something, the way Matt was saying it was like, this and this and this and this. And it, and I don't know why, but it reminded me of the Hugh Grant video where he's talking about the last like Rise of Skywalker and Libby takes the piss out of it. No, like, mean... I laughed. Mean... I cried. Richard E. Grant, not Hugh Grant. Uh, Richard, Richard E. Grant, e. Grant. sorry. Oh, yeah. Hugh Grant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, Richard E. Grant was like, yeah. I laughed. I cried. I, cried. <laughs> oh, I jumped for and joy. He, and then he banned Limmy when Limmy took the piss out of him. every single podcast. I'm going to have to find on everything. Yeah. I'm going to have to find that now and post it in the I chat laughed. for anyone that's not seen it. It's, I laughed. I cried. Get the Limmy version up. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Limmy version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, what was your game of 2020? Um... 
because again, I've not played that many games that came out in 2020, but the reason why I kind of bought a PS4 originally was to play the Final Fantasy VII remake, which uh, I enjoyed quite a bit because I'm a big fan of the first one, obviously. Is that how recently you bought a PS4? Really? I bought it like just as lockdown kind of started, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man, that you only. Only just bought I, it, money for it a lot of the time. I had a PS3 for a bit, but then it broke, and then I just never bought anything to sort of replace it. it. it um, but then, feels, yeah, I bought yeah. it during lockdown. Feels like you've had one for longer for some reason, but then it has been a long yep. year, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, no, I liked it. I mean, combat gets a bit repetitive, I guess, at points, and I still technically haven't finished the game because um, I kind of fell off and got obsessed with Overwatch. Um, and it's all I really wanted to kind of play. Oh, what was that? What's that yeah, thing? Oh, wow. oh. No, game. no, you've um, you've played seventy five hours of competitive this season, not me. <laughs> <laughs> this is slowly. Uh, do you remember that? Did anyone listen to the IGN UK podcast where every episode we just end up them talking about Overwatch? And yeah, like, yeah. We, have to, we are not. They literally to banned it. They literally banned we're, it. We're the IGN podcast, but yeah, three yeah. years later. Yeah, they banned <laughs> it in the end because they spoke about it so much and they got complaints <laughs> from <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny that people can play the same eventually. But um, but no, I, I mean I enjoyed that. I mean obviously it plays on a lot of like nostalgia from the the first game, and like there are some like interesting turns they take. Obviously expanding it from a from the po- portion of the game that's actually playable is the thing you could probably do on the first disc. And actually no wait, even less than the first disc. I'm trying to think the the point where you leave off where I know the game ends. I'm basically the last chapter of it. Like the point I know the game ends at is oh, i don't know like in terms of how much time it actually take me on the first game to do it maybe three four hours maybe something like that uh and this game now is like 60 plus hours so like they obviously had to put they had to put a fair bit into it um and none of it none of it feels too like like contrived or like like forced in for the sake of it like it actually genuinely feels just part of sort of the same world but a different sort of game that's going on like there's always part of me that's a bit um because not it's not because obviously all final fantasy's kind of changed after like 12 i guess where it wasn't as turn-based anymore and it was more um i don't know what do you call it the... i think it's just more sort of like i'd say it's leaning towards hack and slash even though it isn't a yeah. hack and slash but it is yeah. sort of like oh hello there it's Frodo. more like an rpg now though isn't it I suppose? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is more, yeah, yeah. So it's not as like you go, then they go, then you go, which, which some of the other ones were, which do still hold a really like fun place in like the games of the past that I like um, playing those games because it is like almost strategic at the side of that. Whereas this one, you can get away with a bit of a just smashing square until something sort of keels over a bit. But there is still an elements of like of thinking out, um, thinking out the process that you're sort of doing and understanding like the. The weaknesses of certain characters or certain things you're going against which which i mean i enjoy a lot of um there is one that was very that almost stole this for me which came out a lot more recently but i'm waiting to see if anyone else says this first so um but that was mine anyway i know guff you've mentioned playing some of the final fantasies potentially on some stream at some point so yeah i want to be play final fantasy 15 on stream because i started that at uni and then just never got around to playing it because the genuinely the stupidest reason i've ever stopped playing a game was because the text was too small and at uni my tv was very far away from my bed <laughs> so i couldn't read anything so i was like i'm just gonna not play this <laughs> it's just really that's stupid. the dumbest shit i've ever heard uh, 
<laughs> well, it's because I used to sit on the end of my bed and make my back hurt because I had no lumbar support. <laughs> I've been, I've been on that, yeah. You should that. suffer. He's you need to suffer, he's man. He's legitimately the dumbest reason I ever stopped playing the game. <laughs> he's, he's so dumb. But I do want to, but you know, we'll get a stream out of it, hopefully. Um, yeah, yeah. Go on, go for your game of 2020. Uh, I mean, it's got to go to Doom Eternal. Hey, I put it's it, I put it in the background because like, I knew you'd pick it. It's to the yeah, like um, right yeah, of your head right now. Above yeah, Big Bong, yeah, I put yeah, it there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well. I, I put because because the thing was I was putting this collage together and I was kind of like picking my stuff and I was like I need to kind of put some what other people are gonna say in here. So I was like Gus gonna go for Doom Eternal. That's going in there. It is. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's that obvious. I think it is an absolute triumph. Like obviously for anyone who watches my stream, I stream I streamed it on Saturdays and we've recently finished the DLC. That game is I, I i attributed to making that game is the reason i'm better at fps not good better <laughs> at fps the reason games. i'm fine i was the reason i'm absolutely fine i can play <laughs> them the re, I, they're borderline unplayable in the past where i just was not very good at them at all but I, like we, when i used to play apex with like a couple of friends because we me sam and matt we've only started i was gonna say by a couple of friends do you mean these two guys <laughs> No, no, because I played it with uh, Harry Tom and, Tom, and Harry yeah, quite yeah. a lot before you you lot jumped on, um, and I was shocking. Like I've always played like this because it's a battle royale for anyone who doesn't know Apex Legends. And I used to get like a sniper. I used to be like dead far away. I like to doing like the sort of long range shit. But every time I got like close to people, I'd like panic and fumble and like get really bad at like moving moving around and bad at aiming. Like everything that like it's why I'm shy at COD as well and Halo. And there's not a, a shooter game I've ever been good at when it comes to multiplayer never right but doom eternal there was something about it when i saw like footage because i never played doom 2016 which will be hopefully playing at some point soon but they will uh i heard so many good things about it and i heard it was so much fun i heard it was really really good um and i watched a few people like i, I saw like a let's play of like the first maybe hour of it or something um and i was like i am 100 buying this it looks like so much fun it looks really different it looks it looks batshit and i think that's what yeah. got me it was like this thing that just sort of threw you in it looks mental i was like yeah throw me in um that's weird because and... that's what puts me so... off playing it like watching people oh, really? play it i kind of go i enjoy watching people play it it does it's not a game for, it looks too oh there's too much going on for me See, that. that's really maybe, interesting maybe if i played is, it though i'd get more into it but like yeah because yeah. i was gonna say that it's the same feeling i had about overwatch where there's so much going on on screen yeah. where i was like when i didn't play overwatch uh, until you said how much you enjoyed it and like sort of convinced us to get it i was like i don't think i could play this it looks like it's so a much shot going on. yeah every time i watch no it was like um I mean, I've got a segment later which might mention Overwatching, so... Yeah, so, so yeah, do I. I think, I think, I think, I think we probably all do. I think that's just oh, going to be... That's, I think that's, that's really just, interesting, because so do I. I think that's just going to be... I put that category in on purpose so we can talk about Overwatch. <laughs> I think that might, might just be a big Overwatch segment, let's be honest. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, Doom Eternal, like, um, especially looking more into it afterwards, like, I've been watching... Like, so the game director, Hugo Martin, sort of... Uh, again, not playing the first one, I have no sort of frame of reference in how it's played, but he was talking about how this game is a game where more than the first one it forces you to buy into the system so like glory kills give you health chainsaws give you ammo these effects do some things on other characters these are ways of like killing characters instantly and like there's this such a variety of different ways to play the game um 
but you sort of have to, otherwise you're going to have a bad time. Um, and it is that thing where you sort of forced into playing it their way. And if you deviate and play it in a different way, you're just not going to do well. And it's it's that sort of const- and uh, you know we sort of talk about that sh- which shall not be named um, quite a lot in the idea that it's obviously built to be played a very certain way, and that is about team based and it's played as a team. This is a Doom Eternal is a game that's like you need to play it our way or it's, you're just not going to succeed. And that is summed up perfectly in the final boss where. I think I, I knew it was one of my favorite games of all time while playing it and playing the campaign. But when I got to the final boss and I finished it and I completed it after several tries, the adrenaline I had, like, like after playing that, I was like, I think I finished it at like three in the morning. And it was at a time when my sleeping pattern was more normal. So that was me staying up quite late. But my, my sleeping nothing nowadays, pattern, nothing. <laughs> 3 a.m. fucking now. Shit, man, that's that's my twilight hour. Weak sauce. Um, <laughs> no, but like I, I finished that and I was up for a few more hours after it because I, I was genuinely on like such a high. Like I've never and like I know like you, Robin, Robin, Matt, you've played more sort of like Dark Souls and stuff like that. And I know like you know obviously you did Bonfire Boss and everything like that. So like you've got plug 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 plug. Um, but you've done you've done all those sort of like you know and we watch it with like RKG or Prepare to Try or whatever where there's that sort of try and try and try and try again until you succeed and then that pure elation and i don't think i've felt that way after completing something uh it, it was just incredible like the, that ending and i i do think that that is the game that made me because it's a game that is so fast-paced it is so much thought behind everything. Like, again, it's like, okay, I can kill this person this way. I need to do this to get some ammo. I need to, like, it feels like you're planning four moves ahead. Um, and it feels like you have to a little bit. Um, and I've never had a game like that, um, to that extent, at least. And again, I remember when we first played Apex, I don't think it was quite with you two, but it was with Harry and Tom again. And I played Apex uh, after playing Doom. And I was like, I'm all right at this now. I'm okay at this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shit anymore. Mate, we're sick <laughs> at Apex. Our last Apex well, stream. It. Our last Apex stream. We hadn't played that in months, and we won our first game of the night. I got we fucking dub. It. I got a fucking dub the other day on the New Year's stream. Exactly. That's what I mean. I mean, the guy was carrying, but that's not the point. But the point <laughs> we met uh, Apex. I got. I got two kills. Even got two with. Even that's it. No, I, I was like. That's it. Even with Sam's shaky, hat, shaky hands, we're good. <laughs> shaky hands, Sam. Pays off. Sometimes yeah. it pays off. <laughs> You've just got to counteract <laughs> it. Where am I going? Where am I going? Where am I going? You've got to counteract <laughs> it by moving. If they're moving at the exact same frequency that your hands are shaking, you're going to hit them. Um, you got shaky eyes, Keith, on the other line. Just yeah, like, just, you, know, you like, can't see anything. <laughs> aim at you perfectly. It's like when the flash can phase through things. It just goes the same frequency. <laughs> it's vibrating through his through his, uh, his chair. Um, no, but that's it. Like that is a game that made me better at FPS shooters. And like, yeah, I think it's I, I I think it's very much a game that is my favorite game of all time. What what it is definitely in the top five of my entire life. Like games I've played, and that is it's. And, and again, like I do recommend everyone plays it. It might not be for everyone, and it's you know it's gory and it's 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 a bit mental and it's a lot to handle sometimes. I know some people watching my stream were like, "This ain't for me," and that's fair. That's absolutely fair. 
I I would if you're into FPS games at all, if you are if you're good at them, if you enjoy them, or if you want to get better at them, I think that is the perfect game. And I think like someone, a few people have sort of said they think it's the best FPS game of this generation, and I would agree with that. I would 100. It might not be the most classic because you look at like games like COD and everything for the multiplayer aspect, but from a, a sheer uh, sort of skill-based perspective and like what sums up an FPS, I think that is the quintessential FPS game. I think it's fantastic. Big praise. Uh, yeah. We haven't played it, have we? Anyone else? No. Don't think. No. Um, has anyone got any honourable mentions before we move on? I don't I mean, have any because I've well, only yeah. played my, The Last of Us this year. Yeah, my like only one is like, and I'm very, I'm only six hours into it. Is Demon Souls? Like I've been playing that on the uh, PS5 over the last couple of days, and that is just. Like, I know, like, everyone's gone about the PS5 and its capabilities, and, like, kind of a lot of people have said that even, like, Miles Morales, which is made for the PS5, is still kind of like, oh, it's good, but it doesn't quite showcase what the PS5 has, and everyone said that Demon Souls really... show The Demon Souls remake, sorry, really, like, reshows what... Reshows? I don't know why I said reshows. Really shows, like, what the PS5 is capable of, and it is, like, another level. Like, I've been playing that with, like, with big headphones on, sound design is just incredible like which is not that big a deal really because sound hasn't changed since um you know since um like ps4 surely still a similar process but like the controller and just like how visceral like the attacks feels how long's guff gonna just hold these headphones like that for do you think oh, no. <laughs> he said big headphones well yeah they are big headphones so i brought them closer get it yeah. get it I get it. You little like big headphones. I get it. <laughs> um, how like visceral? This like, right I was gonna say, mate. <laughs> <laughs> how um, how like visceral? Like the combat feels, and it just feels like an incredible game. I'm 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 only up to like the third boss, and it's it. I'm really like I've not played enough of it to to have named it my game of the year. Like I don't think you can you can ever say anything's your favorite thing of the year if you've not actually. <laughs> completed it but yeah. played it. It, it or pl- or played it um that'll be like up there for me 100 like unless it takes a very weird turn after where i'm up to it's it's going to be like one of my games of I, heard it's on, I heard after boss six it just turns into animal crossing well no that's so what i mean I'm like, unless it takes a weird turn there's no chance this isn't going to be one of my favorite films of the uh, favorite games of this year sorry i am um, i uh I thought it was the most stunning thing I've seen game-wise. From the, I've incredible. not watched a lot of gameplay because I was deli- yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to really. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of waiting for RKG to play it, really. But, yeah, I was like avoiding um, it because I was like, I know I'm going to get it for Christmas. I'm avoiding everything. And yeah. like, the thing is, I'm not even, I've am yeah. got like, this monitor's all right. It's you know 1080p. It's a fine monitor, but I'm not even playing it on anything that good. And I'm like, if you're playing this on a really high-spec TV, oh, it must look. Because it looks great on this, let alone a, just the, something else. Do you know else. what the fire mechanic? Like, there's something about the physics when things are on fire yeah. that look amazing. It's incredible. Like, it's, man. I'm genuinely like that. Like, I've seen like someone just set fire, a barrel on fire, and I'm like, that is that is a that is a barrel on yeah. fire. That is the most uninterested one of the most uninteresting things I've seen in a game, and that is fucking stunning. Mate, <laughs> like, it's like the times like, that, people, is, that is mind boggling. It's like the times people have set me on fire in the game and I'm like, I'm not even that annoyed. Like <laughs> that like, looks great. Like it looks great. It's like yeah it's <laughs> like, draining my health. I, I but ain't it looks even great. Mad. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> um so everything should we move to, to I, some quick chat? Last, last one for honorable mention. Call guys. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah, fair play. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Else said it, but I was like, that's just a fun all round. We've had a lot of fun uh, this year, yeah. We've yeah, had a lot of fun on that, yeah. I'm glad that was on PS Plus. Like, I'm glad that came as part of it because I yeah. feel like it would not have got it would not have got to the place it did nah. uh, without having no that. Way. And also, obviously, obviously, the push on as well. And all the streamers picked it up and like it just blew up. Yeah. And it's just it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it seems to be keep making it. I hope with like new seasons and stuff, obviously, new levels, mm, yeah, yeah. seem to keep getting in. So. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, a lot of fun, that. Great game. Um, yeah. Uh, Ham says, Kingdom Come is my favourite by far. Uh, we got it on PS4 this year, and it's my favourite RPG in years. Uh, Potato says, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Hyrule Warriors. That's a bit of a weird... Was Hyrule Warriors any good? Like, I, played I, the... I didn't know it was out yet. I thought it was yeah, still yeah. coming out soon. Yeah, it's out, yeah. It's I think out, it's good. I think it's good, but the Switch can't handle it from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, and, is it on PS4 uh, as well? I'm sure no, it's like... No, it's Is it not on other platforms? It's like uh, only. Zelda, I that I think that. It's like only Switch, and the Switch can't handle it, <laughs> which is yeah. That is really mad. Funny. That is yeah. mental. Uh, it says Ghost was personally favourite. Uh, you could feel the passion of developers put into it. And the gameplay was one of my favourite this year. Um, I'm yeah, dying I, I to thought, play Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. I heard the gameplay is very good. The story's not as good uh, yeah. from basically stuff I've heard, but I've not played it, so I can't offer an opinion. No. I am um, dying to play Hades though as well. So yeah, I really, really want to play that. Hades. I just really, really, yeah. really want to play Hades. Yeah. Ham says the last of us should have been restructured. I didn't care about Abby regardless of knowing her backstory. Um, see, yeah, I, I can see that. I disagree, but yeah, see, I, that's the thing. That's, like, if someone, that's opinions, uh, isn't it? That's what I mean. If someone, if someone's criticism of that game is I didn't connect to that character, I'm like, yeah, that's a valid opinion that you didn't connect to that mm. character. That's 100 yeah. percent your prerogative. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I liked yeah, it. yeah, I liked Abby. Potato says I couldn't get into the first one, so I didn't play the second. Uh, fair enough. That's fair. Um, and Ham says, yeah, I love the game, but I think it's awkwardly paced. Yeah, I think the pacing could be yeah. improved. I think especially um, towards think... the end, there's some really long bits when you feel like the game's ended and then it's like, yeah. oh, there's a whole other like few hours I now. I think the, things, the thing it makes me feel overrules any sort of problem. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think saying oh, something's yeah, a masterpiece or a 10 hour 10 means it's flawless. Yeah. I don't think anything is flaw- is te- could technically be flawless. I don't think that's possible. No. Um, but I, I think it's as close to it for me as as yeah. it could get, really. Again, uh, sort of just hearing these things and not really having a, a, an actual opinion because I've not played it. But well, like, I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> but the idea of like, I think it must be hard when you've got a game like the first one that is so well paced. Like as yeah. you've got a direct comparison with uh, with it being a sequel, and that first game is really well paced. I think like I don't think I'm ever bored playing the last yeah. of us one no i think it's just really I mean, well done even with oh, the yeah. weird, even, yeah, even with the weird pacing i wasn't ever bored playing it but i could yeah, see it as a criticism um, of the game yeah it didn't bother me at all no. uh ed says my issue is that we got is that we grew and got to know joel and ellie as they got to know each other their character characters grow and develop together over the game but ellie abby and the others felt like a little one-dimensional throughout last of us two um again i don't agree but i can see it as a criticism um, I also love the direction they went with the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, not had as many theories about a game since discussing Pokemon Ruby in primary school. <laughs> I was going to say, is there? I mean, is there much theory to go off? Like, only because, or have you never played Final Fantasy VII, Ed? Because I was going to say, obviously, it's a remake. So, is there that much new about it where you like theorizing stuff? There's, there's, there's some there's some things that are discussed. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I assume yeah, overall I things will end up in the same spot. Um, and I imagine I'm at a point now where things do get revealed. I just haven't played it. Um, mm. This is the bit where you first start in like the original game where you first start being like, right, Summit's a bit 
something's a bit sus here and uh you start to kind of question the main character and be like what how are you connected in all of this sort of thing um yeah which i assume they've not changed too much because i mean i don't know like in terms of the story being explained i don't know first time playing through the original final fantasy 7 it was a bit like I actually don't think I got that because maybe I just wasn't. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention well enough. Naive child, or whatever. But yeah, I could have. I could have just been not really realised it. But then through subsequent playthroughs, I've been like, all right, no, this is a bit more than what I anticipated. And then watching films like Advent Children and things like that, and um, more being laid on top of it, it's great, great animated film. Um, that I don't know. I, I am at a point now where I probably should go back to and actually playing it. But I have to remind myself on. Basically, I went to a bit where I had to grind quite a bit, and I was like, oh. "Nah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm hurt." I was like, "It's a bit sane." I also don't want to go past it because then I, I imagine it's a point of like where I will not be able to come back to this. So <laughs> um, we'll see. Um, Potato says, "I'm not the biggest fan of the new stuff they did, but I think it's interesting, and he loves the combat system." Um, Ed says, "Final Fantasy 15 is a really nice as a boy band on Tour Simulator." <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I've heard. <laughs> I've, heard about, I've heard it's like essentially a K-pop band, like just K-pop like getting about like killing monsters. Is this like Ten Two? Is this what it's going to turn into? Making like a. I hope not. Is what happened in Ten Two? I hope not. Joe says, "I didn't come out this year, but Dead by Daylight." Um, uh, yeah, that's yeah. taken like. I've, oh, sorry, yeah, I've seen, I was going to say I've not played it, but I've seen a lot of Limmy playing it, which it looks like a lot of fun. Mm. Um, um, and then Edel says. Really love Demon Souls, uh, Bug Snacks, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Ghosts, Animal Crossing, which I sunk a lot of time into very early and have not touched yeah. since probably I sunk, May. I sunk um, so much time into that game when I first got it and then played it more than any other game at that time and then haven't played since. Apart from the stream that I did for yeah. Christmas where I was like, I'm going to go check out some of the Christmas things. And I was like, I'm going to go make a snowman because that's something you can do. And then I found the snowballs and you have to push the snowballs to like make them bigger, but apparently they can fall off the edge of cliffs or bump into things and just break, and they were just gone. And I was like, "That's wild, that." Because I, I was like, "Honestly, okay. I wouldn't have thought you could ever push a st- Honestly, like you know, based on like, my real world experience, but it's a game. I it's a kids game. To push a There's so many kids playing that game. And you're ruining kids' and, Christmases because they're trying to play that game and make <laughs> snowmen, and they're accidentally I, pushing them into things, and you're ruining Christmas. I wonder if kids. I wonder if kids are like, I'm gonna push this snowball off this cliff because no. it'll just break because they use real world experiences no based off no way. That's like no. I'm never going back. Never there are magical um, fucking animals. There's no way gravity exists. I've uninstalled. I've uninstalled it. It's gone. <laughs> Um, Ham says Outer Wilds is fantastic game to get lost in. I had that on my radar for a long time. Outer Wilds, but I'm, I'm, we, I'm yeah. kind of semi-planning a stream week in kind of early Feb, um, and I'm going to play that. I think because I really, really want to play it. It sounds incredible. Yeah, I want, I want to jump on it because um, I know Ed, you suggested it in in the Discord, and I'm, 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 and you said not to look into it. No, don't look. So I, I've not, heard, I even feel I'm, like I'm I've heard stopped. too much already, but. Mm. I'm really, I'm really, yeah, I'm, into, I'm, I'm really into what it is kind of doing. Yeah, yeah. Ed's Demon Souls definitely best looking game. Um, Joe, once you get used to playing Dead by Daylight, it's so addictive. I, um, it looks like that kind of. I've seen so yeah. many people just constantly stream it um, because it does look, and it looks so much fun. It looks so much fun. I think I've, I think I've got it on my, like, my wish list on PlayStation. So mm. I'm yeah, potato says Switch can handle uh, Hyrule Wallies. Hyrule Wallies. 
Warriors. Um, yeah, I've not played it. I'm just going off what people have said, That's basically. Um, and also, really likes the story in Ghosts, but the acting really makes it. Um, I don't know what next comment's in reference to. Uh, Ed says, I'd argue that Final Fantasy VII isn't a remake, but a sequel, and Potato says, more of a reimagining. So, yeah, I agree. That's, that's, really, that's really interesting. I didn't think that. I don't uh, see it. Yeah. It'd have, have to play out following the sequence of the first game, and that actually isn't where it starts. Like, with certain events that happen later on in the game, on the, on the original, I can't see it as a sequel. Like, I do see mm. it as a reimagining. For sure, yeah, agree. Yeah. I like that though. I like that that because I, I didn't. I I expected a lot, like a shot for shot remake. So the fact that it has gone a bit yeah. of a different way, I actually really it's appreciate. Cool. Even yeah, though I've not played that, it, yeah. I really appreciate that, that they've done that. Yeah, fair play to. I'm playing darts, trying to get that high score. Um, yeah, you do love we, your darts. Um... <laughs> Should we? Oh, on? sorry. Do Potatoes want... clarified that well, they have changed some major story bits. Was in reference to FF Seven. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank you, dude. Um, yeah, I've not played it. No, I'm I'm like Final um, Fantasy's never interested in it. No matter how many people say it's great, I just look at it and watch people play it and I go, Do you know what? I'm sure it is great. It's just not it's just not, not for me. It's not for it's me. It's a bit weeby, in it? It's a bit weeby, but I'm oh, here for it. I mean, I mean that's they, what I they, want. They're your, I'm a bit weeby. They're your words, not mine. I'm only but, um, uh, yeah, I just, I just go, I don't think after that comment we're not taking any more questions on Final Fantasy. Yeah, I don't and, think you uh, <laughs> you can't say weeb on Twitch anymore, man. No, you can't. Uh, this is weeb is an insult. Weeb is just a new insult you've learned this year. It doesn't mean that Twitch is angry at it. I'm pretty sure Twitch Virgin Simpson Incel. Oh, okay, okay. You said it now. Yeah, but... and now I've got the channel ban. Yay! Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is from January. We can discuss it. We can discuss it. <laughs> Next category: thing you've watched that wasn't new. So anything that we've kind of. Discovered this year that we think is great. So um, much. That, isn't, that isn't specifically from this year. You pick one thing. Yeah. That does one tie into Joe's thing. question. Joe, we're not ignoring you. It's just that does tie into this segment. Uh, so. We're all going to talk about it in the next segment, which is thing yeah, yeah. that got us through lockdown. So that's coming up. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that you said, Joe, don't worry about it. That's coming back around. <laughs> don't worry about it's it. Coming it's coming back around. Don't yeah, worry no about it. We're getting around. Because we've I'm all got the same one. Sam, do you want to do yours? Thing you've watched that wasn't you? Sorry, potato. I'll get. I'm sure we'll get to that at the end as well. Sorry, my dude. Yeah, we'll, I, I, I want to talk about that. So we'll get to the end. <laughs> what was that? Anime. I was just about to talk about that then. Or... No, I'll do that the anime at the end. Yeah, I we'll do the anime, anime at the end. Yeah. I don't watch anime, so I have nothing to say on that. <laughs> I'll go to the uh, toilet during that that wasn't new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so thing thing I watched this year that wasn't new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I only watched The Crown for the first time this. Ah, uh, okay. This year. Right, so I caught up on all of that, which uh, was interesting. I you mean, watched it uh, all? You, so... you up to date on The Crown? Yeah, yeah, so I watched all of it. So Because the, the latest season came out this year, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I've not watched the latest two seasons, I don't think. Is it two with Olivia yeah, Coleman? Or is there only one with Olivia yeah. Coleman? It's two where they changed up the cast and stuff. And then they've got another two, I assume, with an even new cast after yeah. this, so... this fourth yeah, so I've watched the two with Claire Foy, which and and Matt um, Matt Smith, which I really loved. Like, thought they were really really good. Yeah. And I've not watched the one with Olivia Coleman for some reason, but um, it's nice. It's good. Are, um, yeah, I like the arc they take uh, Philip in a bit more because in that first two seasons, you're just like you, yeah, bad guy. I feel uh, like yeah, my, which, my kind of like one crit criticism of it is like that second season ends in a place where I'm like. 
if it, it didn't feel like for them to in the third season then jump forward however many years, it felt like the end of season two kind of left it at this yeah. point where so like I don't think it's too spoiler to say there's kind of this thing of Philip. This is about the British monarchy. If anyone somehow doesn't know what the crown is, kind of Philip struggling with coming to terms with being lower ranked than his wife, who is the queen. Um, which obviously at that time was like a big thing. Like the man in the household would always be like the head of the household, but obviously she's the monarch. She's you know above anyone in the nation. So there's all this stuff back and forth of him, and and it kind of got to that point at the end of season two where you know he's kind of going still kind of coming to terms with that and then season two ends and it just jumps forward like however many decades to season yeah. three when Olivia Coleman takes over and I was like all right I think that's why I wasn't as into season three because I felt like season two ended at a point where I was interested to see what would happen after that and it was like oh right we're just going to forget the next 20 years or whatever which was weird but I think the first two seasons are like really really good like tv whether you're kind of like the monarchy, whether you don't like the monarchy, whatever your feelings are on being ruled by our lizard overlords. Um, I think definitely go and watch it. <laughs> yeah. Is that why she's called Liz? Um, no, I... <laughs> I think definitely go and no, watch I it. Have, I, I have really no frame of series. reference. Yeah, I have no frame of reference with the crown, but I like the idea of like the change in the cast every couple of years. I think that's I, quite an interesting idea. I do I, like I, the I, idea. I, like, I like the sort of... Yeah, I, re- I really I- like I was the quite idea. surprised that that was the thing I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like season two left off in a weird place to then jump forward and change the cast. But apparently, Gene Anderson's supposed to be like incredible as Margaret Thatcher. So I've heard yes, that. Yeah, aren't people getting like weirdly aroused by it? Like, that's never <laughs> everyone's just like I've seen a lot of things on Twitter. People, I'm like, hurt. people are like, I don't feel good about being sexually attracted to Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, I've seen a lot of those tweets. <laughs> leave that in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, leave that behind. <laughs> There's a there's a, a streamer I watch called Zaffy Cakes and there's someone like on his stream called like Thatcher's Ashes and like Thatcher's <laughs> prolapsed anus and stuff. And it's just like Jesus. Oh my god! Wow. Uh, Jesus. I didn't have to bring it over. I just did because it's things funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, reads, he, reads, he just reads them out all the time, like unwittingly. It's like, oh fuck's sake, you've done me this. <laughs> um, yeah, I've not seen The Crown, so I don't have anything to. Particularly no, answer, I was just saying. I think I just have such disdain for the monarchy. I was gonna say I have such a. Oh, sorry. You cut out a bit there for me. No, I was just saying. Did you have? Do you just have such disdain for the monarchy? You don't want to watch it. That's literally what I was about to say. I, yeah, I hate no, the monarchy I, so much. I refuse to watch it. Literally before I hate you, the concept of the monarchy so much. Literally just before you came back, I said it's great TV. Whether you like the monarchy, whether you don't, I suggest kind of watching yeah. it because I think it is good TV. To be fair, after all, after all four seasons, it's not made me like the monarchy. If anything, I'm like they're all kind no, of no. Well, crazy. well, it's literally like, written by a guy who what? doesn't yeah, like might, the it monarchy. Might radicalize Rob. Yeah, that radicalize Rob. Bestie yeah, don't, bestie don't watch it. It's written by a guy who doesn't guy agree Fox, with the monarchy. Two point So yeah, basically. So um, yeah, I, um, I think it's just, it is very good TV. Just pretend it's Game of Thrones or something. You'll be fine. Um, There's no dragons. There was a dragon so the dragons season, are. season one and two only. Apart um, from Maggie Thatcher, eh? Got her. Got her. Got her. <laughs> Matt, Matt, what was your, what was your, your um, yeah, so new I, thing that's actually old now? Yeah, so I've watched like a lot of stuff this year that is kind of. Or I, I spent this year kind of ca- as couldn't flex. I've watched a lot of things. I, I would rather have been working and earning money, but um, um, yeah, there's been a lot of stuff that I've watched this year because I've used it kind of, as stuff hasn't been coming out. Used it as kind of an opportunity to catch up on a lot of stuff. So I'm gonna have to go for 
all seven Fast and Furious films. No, I'm joking. That's definitely not what I'm talking about. (laughs) For anyone that doesn't know, I watched all... I wanted it out so much! I watched all seven Fast and Furious films in one day and live-streamed the whole thing. Um... There's highlights on Twitter. All your segments just Twitter. plugs for things that you've done. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Stuff on YouTube about that. Um, done a lot this year. Done a lot. It's been a successful year. Um, no, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff for us, but I think what I'm gonna have to go with, and it's been a hard choice actually, um, would be um, Succession, the TV series uh, um, from I Adam McKay and Will yeah, Ferrell. It's on my list. Um, which is a, basically a TV series around like a kind of a Fox Corp kind of company. Um, owned by Brian Cox, not our Brian Cox, um, the old Brian Cox. Not a scientist. Not a scientist. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, not that Look Brian at the Cox. Stars. The other Brian Cox. I hope. I want you to bleed them dry. <laughs> Make sure that their company never comes back. I, I would. Them. I don't know what the. Do you know what? I would kill for a. Um, I'd kill for a deep fake of that Brian Cox <laughs> in Succession. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, basically, Brian Cox is like the head of this kind of, you know, he's kind of a Rupert Murdoch kind of um, figure, owns all these news corporations, and then it's kind of about, he's like getting old, had some health issues, so it's about his family kind of, who's going to succeed him in taking over the company, and they're all kind of, they've all got their own thing going on, and it's it's by the guy that did like the Big Shaw and um, Vice, and it's just so, it's such a good TV show, like it's funny it's dramatic it's like tense it, it's, it's it's just really really good i'd suggest anyone kind of is it is it sky over here now tv um yeah now tv over here um because i've got sky Atlantic, then you can watch on sky uh, i think it's an, it's an yeah. hbo show and it, it, it's just so good I... like the drama is just really really good the comedy is like hilarious and it just kind of tread like the big short and like vice just treads that line perfectly between you laughing and you going Oh God, no! It's just it, it, it's a it's a yeah. I remember hearing really about fantastic series. Um, go and watch it. I remember hearing about it like last year or year, maybe yeah. year before even whenever it first kind of came out and it just wasn't available anywhere here. So I just it's never. It was one of the things I was like, it's been on my list for so long, and now just just honestly like it's sucked. worth the subscription for Now TV and just like binge it in like a month. I've got Now TV. Then you, no excuse. My things are Now TV. No excuse. No excuse. <laughs> no, no excuse. I've got an excuse because I've been binging something else. Um, I'll go straight into it actually because good segue in it. Um, so I go into a little-known show called The Sopranos. Uh, <laughs> not many people know about it, and people just never really talk about it. Um, but it is one of those shows that I've always wanted to watch. Like I love Godfather, I love Goodfellas. I don't know why this thing about gangster films in there that everyone just loves. Um, mm. But what I think is genuinely brilliant about Sopranos is I think it's so like it's like late '90s, early 2000s. It's so far ahead of its time in the stuff that it deals with like yeah. i was genuinely watching it thinking this is a storyline in 2002 they've done this it's absolutely well, it, mad it, it kicks off like the whole first i mean i, I imagine it's because th- you're further along i think i stopped watching after like season three season four and i want to jump back i'm on in it. season six i've not finished it yeah so i'm in the last last season yeah but like the idea that it's about essentially a mobster looking after his mental health like that yeah. is quite that is quite like forward thinking yeah. again for like I mean it's a great concept for a TV show and you think about it like you know if yeah. you, you can imagine someone pitching that and being like it's it's a mob boss who goes to therapy and that's like one of the through lines of the series you're like oh shit that's that's pretty interesting like, it's, it's amazing I, I think thought, it's yeah. genuinely I think a lot of it has dated like I think some of the shots are very nineties very early two thousand mm-hmm. um 
I think some of the performances are quite hammy, but also quite funny. Like the weird thing about it is it tackles so many different kind of genres and themes. Like there's bits that generally we were watching like the first season saying, are we supposed to find this funny? Because I kind of expected, yeah, like Godfather, just really dark. Like Godfather doesn't really have moments of humor in it, does mm. I just kind of expected this really dark kind of horrible thing. And even Goodfellas, like the funny bits are kind of quite scary, but there's genuine kind of humor in it. And I think like, it, like you said, it tackles like mental health, but also like male toxicity, gay rights, racism, feminism, uh, addiction, just relationships. And it does that great thing that like all kind of genre things should do, like whether it's horror or mobster film or an action film, where it it doesn't really matter what the genre is. It tackles issues through that that lens of the mobster film, which I think is really good. Um, Sorry, I just I, 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 like, Matt hurting his hand really made me laugh then because he's on mute. It, just, it became like a just whacks his hand. <laughs> silent movie. Yeah, it really hurt. Um, <laughs> But, but genuinely, yeah, I think we I put it off watching it for ages. I think I know Matt's got it on DVD. You should definitely watch yeah, it. Yeah, although it is on Sky on box set, and I'm just like, oh, it's just, um, it looks like so much. I, I just I, every time I see an episode, I'm like, this. I can't believe they're actually because his daughter's quite like woke in it, um, and it's and it's genuinely like teenagers now on Twitter talking to boomers. Like it's genuinely that, <laughs> but 20 years ago, and I'm like. I used to have hope that things would change because now I'm like young people are engaged and are listening to the issues, and now I'm like it's the same thing. It just it's just a cycle. <laughs> we just become the boomers. It just it doesn't get any better, <laughs> which is quite yeah. depressing. But I genuinely think that, like it's it 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 does address those things really well. Um, yeah, just 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 lots of different social issues just addressed brilliantly. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love it, and I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I I really want to um I really want to jump back on it, uh, but I don't know whether to start it all over again because it's been genuinely years. But then, like, I think, I, think I, I don't know. I think I'm I, I think I might give it a go and then just sort of go. Am I getting bored by watching these over again? Um, I think there are only ten see. episodes the first few seasons, so there's not like loads. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe I was only watching one a night. I'm a different man now. I can I can handle more. I'll be up all night. Uh, so I might, I might watching the full season. I'll be, I'm up. Can leave it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously, everyone's recommended the Sopranos to everyone since yeah. it was like the first big TV thing, wasn't it? I suppose when TV got serious. Yeah, that's um, like that's like the thing that everyone like made everyone go, "Wow, TV can be like better than films as as... in some ways." Well, like, I was gonna say, was was that at the, around the same time or before, or just after the Wire? Because it feels like the Wire and the Sopranos yeah. are the two like things that yeah. sort of defined the HBO show and like that cinematic. A hard-hitting drama that would be on TV and like really, yeah, yeah. the ante. But that definitely feels like one of the forefathers of that. I guess it's around the same time. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I I think it's brilliant. I think that there are bits which are a little bit hammy, a little bit, yeah, like I said, nineties, two thousand. Yeah, of the time. I think genuinely the the issues that it addresses are just mm. really good. And yeah, you still get the cool kind of mobster stuff as well if you're kind of into the so, horrible. Sorry. I know we're going to read chat later, but uh, Harry's just made a statement. I don't think anyone's actually watched The Wire. I think everyone just constantly wants to watch The Wire. Yeah. I don't, I th that's my that's my uh, that's my Mandela effect theory that like no one's actually seen The Wire. They just know they need to. <laughs> that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. um, that might be next somewhere. Actually, after yeah. after Succession. Um, go for mm -hmm. your. Uh, I had. Um, I, I'm assuming we're non-specific about TV or film, but I think yeah. the, the one that. Um, I've got a few honourable mentions which I'm, I'm sure we'll go through at the end or maybe we won't but um, 
I have a few anyway, but I think the one I'd, I'd give Mike. I will scream them over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, one that like I, I'm gonna give a quick mention to this. I don't want to just give it an honourable mention, but I watched. Was it? The, is it called the Thirteenth? It's about the Thirteenth Amendment. Oh yeah, oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that great. was a really good film. And, like we, I think you know, I think did you two make a yeah me, did an episode on it didn't you yeah me and sam did like a podcast on it because it was one of them that we yeah. it was back when we were doing the film club where people voted and then we did the podcast like not live and we were very thingy about doing a podcast on it or not like for anyone that doesn't like 13th is a film about kind of just um like systemic racism within america and how the whole justice system is set up to discriminate against black people in america and as four white people, we were, you know, it's it was one of them weird ones that we're like, should we be talking about this? How much should we say about it if we are going to talk about it? And I know at the time we were very cautious about how much we were saying and how much we were, yeah, kind of putting things out there sort of thing. But it's it's such a great film. Like, sorry, go from kind of hijacking yeah, I think it's what you were going to no, say. No, no, like, you're, you're right, you're yeah. right. You're like, that, that's pretty much, that pretty much sums up a lot of what I was feeling about it. But I um, I think that's, it, it's. I think it's an important film to watch. Like, it's very educational. It's very, I think, especially with everything that's gone on this year, it felt like a very important watch. Because it, it I know the BLM movement has been around prominently for a good few years now, but obviously this year, it was very significant um, to the events of 2020. And like, I think watching that um with that in mind it was it was very thought-provoking and i do think everyone should watch it i do think it was really interesting oh there's a cat i think um, that's my takeaway message from that is like just everyone please watch it yeah yeah i think, then, I think it's and then, <laughs> i mean I it's probably the most, how you think about things yeah it's I, the most important film i watched this year without yeah. like, without sounding like you know woke culture um, and a fucking that, yeah. guardian yeah like yeah. you know super woke i think it was genuinely like the most important film i've watched this year it's like it's it's genuinely very significant and i think and like I've had friends who've sort of not they're not ignorant and they're not like obviously racist or anyway or like but they've they've definitely maybe not as got much of an understanding and I'm like that film clears up so much that yeah. film sort of helps you understand and I think especially as like British people like not getting maybe the same TV coverage as like the BLM movement was getting in America and things like that and obviously some of the stuff that was being said on US media seems to like have been very different to what was actually happening around the BLM movement. I think watching that documentary uh, sort of, I think it just shines a light on it that I think, especially people in the US probably should, should they should watch it. It, it, yeah. it, it very much is a, is a very important film, but I think that's, that's I, I wanted to sort of give a shout out to that oh, one. Yeah, I thought 100%. it was like very important. Yeah, I think, I think um, me and Sam but, said the same thing. We were like talking about it throughout the podcast and we're just like, and by the end we were just like, you shouldn't be listening to us talk, two white guys mm-hmm. talk about this film, about this, just go and, kind of watch the film and 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 as you said there like people have seen it that are maybe not as educated about the problems or uh, as kind of open to the problems as other people like even as someone like i consider myself quite you know well informed on what the issues are and progressive like i was very shocked by some things in that film oh yeah like so i think whoever you are however however much you feel you are informed like it's 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 gonna well, it, tell you something that you probably don't know unless unless like you i don't know yeah i think i feel like however for want of a better word woke you th- you think you are i think that film has something to tell you that you potentially don't 
realise or don't know. Because it's very socio-political as well, and yeah. I think it sort of ties into how there's, you know, that climate in America affects uh, sort of as an influence around race and things like that and how it's influenced by race and things like that so it's not just clear cut about racism it's like socio-political as well and i yeah. think it's very it's very yeah. interesting um but that's that's one i wanted to mention and i didn't want to just really give it an honorable mention uh, you know i think like it was a bit more something worth talking about but and i don't mean to sort of like change the topic drastically from such a important thing but that is quite a modern that is quite a modern thing in general but probably the, the oldest thing that i've watched that i'm sort of read discovering this year and like watching all the way through was avatar the last airbender i've still not watched it man i've still not watched it i've watched a bit of it i <laughs> know i watched a bit of it while it was on tv and um i i genuinely love it oh oh i got a weird sound in my ear that thought about i've gone um no i um yeah i watched that all the way through finally and i was like fuck i've not had like a season finale of a series like just that satisfying in a while there's been a lot of disappointing season finales <laughs> over the last couple of years um and that was and considering obviously it's an older show and everything but it was it was fantastic i actually think i'd watched it because it was just on tv at one point the series finale i watched it years ago and i didn't really get any of the progression that had happened with characters I didn't get a lot of the references and like the impact of it watching it all the way through and then getting to the end i was like this pays off so well that final episode is such a good payoff to that series um and it's obviously like it starts off a lot more fun and the penultimate episode is like a really nice sort of greatest hits episode where it's sort of it's almost like a um yeah. a highlight reel of like everything that's happened up to that point but told in like a really fun way and i don't want to give too much away but it's told in like a really interesting way where it is essentially just like here's what you need to know to catch up to the final episode um but it's told in like a really fun way like and it's it's very self-referential as well like they make you can tell that it's the writers sort of making jokes about themselves a little bit and they reference maybe points of the series where maybe you can imagine the fans have gone, that's a plot hole. Like we've got to the last series and you've not explained this. And they make a joke out of it in this episode. And it is very oh, much boy. a way of wrapping up that series and sort of going, we're about to go into the end. Here's a way of like wrapping it up nicely and sort of like setting up the last episode in a way that I've not really seen on a, on an, on a kid's show as well. Like, and it's not too heavy, of course, but it's it's still really interesting. Um, and I think it's a phenomenal show, and I'm very excited because Legend of Korra has actually come on Netflix UK finally, so I'm gonna start watching that soon. It's decent. It's decent. I've heard it's I've heard it's quite it's a lot more grown up in in yeah. the, in the way yeah. it's sort of told and the themes they tackle, but I am yeah. very excited to watch it. But that is that is a show that if no that if you haven't watched it and you're a fan of animated stuff, I would go and watch it. It's really. I was cool. gonna say I've heard a lot of people. That's mm. like the one. Yeah anime show that i'm actually like i should probably everyone's talking about it i should probably watch so, it. that's it's on, a lot of fun um, it, you, apart from dragon ball z which netflix is yeah the yeah. other anime show i've ever seen <laughs> yeah it's a show where you can tell the people who made it give a shit like yeah. and especially considering yeah. like everything that's like what this year they were planned on doing a netflix live action version and they've left it because they were like netflix aren't sort of following the vision we had for it and i'm very curious to see what that ends up being but I'm also like, like, I kind of respect them for it because they're like, we, they know how many racism. We're, yeah, well, it's like the, the Dragon Ball Z live action. Oh, no, we're we not, don't we're not talking about that. Talk about it. <laughs> um, 
live action Avatar Last Airbender, and we don't talk about that either. We don't talk about that either. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about it. Well, the only thing we do talk about is uh, Bloody Overwatch. Uh, oh, wait. Should we, not, should we not read some of oh, the chat? Oh, yes. sorry. Yeah, we are doing chat. We've, we've are had quite a bit of chat. I was going to say, so. don't do honourable mentions because uh, I've got a full list of honourable mentions. <laughs> I said, oh, we yeah. Uh, do chat. Do chat. Do chat, do chat, do chat. Where are we? 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 Uh, Joseph really enjoyed The Handmaid's Tale. It's something I started watching and never really I've, finished. I've for got, some reason. I've, I've got on DVD and I need to get into that. Yeah, I need to watch it. I think learning that Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moth is a, is a Scientologist kind of puts me off. Things. It's like Tom oh, Cruise. Really? I'm like, once I know they're a Scientologist, I'm like, oh, fuck that, man. Can't be asked. Ouch. Um, and Ed says, Jojo Part 5, it's the only anime I'm still keeping up with. Super <laughs> Tales answer about anime. Um... Oh yeah, so you mentioned anime. I don't really watch anime. No. Um, if anyone has another anime, I don't watch a lot. I, 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 no, actually, this will this will uh, things that got me through lockdown. I'll I'll bring that. I'll bring up an anime in that. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But nice. um, Hat says she loves the book, but not watched it all yet. Handmaid's Tale. Uh, my girlfriend enjoyed the series that much. She went out and bought the book as soon as he finished it. I, I really need to catch. I don't know why I stopped watching it because it's really good uh, and a really good cast as well. Including mm. a Scientologist. Um, Potato watched Band of Brothers this year. Really good. Probably one of the I better World War II shows. Band, Band of Brothers yeah, really again. Really I was going to say, I'm, I'm, am I right in saying that's HBO as well? Because it feels like that's almost like yeah, the, is, the unsung yeah. hero of that. Like, as I mentioned, yeah. like they're almost the forefathers of HBO yeah. shows. It feels like Band yeah. of Brothers is also one of them that yeah, came out around yeah. at the same time. It's kind of very like Saving Private um, Ryan kind of vibes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. A bunch of Ghibli movies too. I've got a load of them on DVD that I've just never <sighs> yeah. watched. Yeah, well, I need just, to watch another one. I don't Netflix. know why. Should, should do. Um, should. Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. That's supposed really to be good. really good. I've heard that's amazing. Still is like that the guy you... It's a load of shorts, isn't it? Um, Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. Is it? I've not I've not heard of it. I've never heard no, of it. No, it's supposed to be oh, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, it's like an anthology, yeah. anthology series. Is it the guy who made the Castlevania series? Is it like produced... Uh, someone in chat might be able to tell me, but I'm like, sure. is it the guy who produced the Castle? Because that's a great show as well. That is you right, yeah. That's oh, that's that's a that's a show that I watched this year, only really recently, but I thought it was quite good. Was Blood of Olymp uh, Blood of Zeus, which is made by the same animation team at least who did Castlevania, so it's like an anime, um, but it's inspired by Greek mythology, and that was quite good. That was, was say, my, it wasn't as I good well into that. as Castlevania. I fucking loved it, mate. You know I did. Just anime, I, um, Greek it, mythology, it ticking all the boxes. Anime, Greek mythology. Ah! <laughs> no, I am. Um, With the two brothers I, there. Uh, <laughs> there was actually two brothers. <laughs> it's about two brothers. No, I am. Um... That's, that's that's an in joke. No one's getting. <laughs> just... <laughs> that is, that is, I didn't think of that until you just brought it up. But yes, it is exactly about two brothers. No, um... <laughs> fuming. Um, no, uh, I am. Um... I'm like cellophane. You can see right. <laughs> no, I've got. Um... I've got. Um... Yeah, that's that. It's not as good looking as Castlevania. <laughs> But it is very, very good. It is very, very good. I recommend. If you like, if you watch Castlevania, you like it. Watch that. You'll like it. Um, I started watching Dawson's Creek and doesn't. Care for <laughs> I started it, laughing when I read yeah, this. Yeah, I, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I carried on. Just feel like you have to finish. I mean, I, I get that, but also just stop watching it, please. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, Rob catches some of it and just like turn this off. <laughs> yes, it's terrible. It's it's awful. Um, Hansel, we kept on around with some classic. Get somewhere with some classic Always Sunny. I've never watched Always Sunny. Well, that's going to be that's kind of that's going to be the next uh, segment. What kept your uh, spirits up and you you kind of yeah kept you up in lockdown? Um, oh yeah. 
It is going to be, but we still got some more comics. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah I love Always Sunny. I've not I watched, I've not watched the last couple of years actually. Time. I've not, I've not watched the last couple of seasons, but I do love Always Sunny. Uh, just sorry to change the subject. Any of you watched The Irishman? I did. I liked it quite a lot. Matt saw it. He did not. I like did, it. and I, I thought it was yet. fine. Like Scorsese is one of my favorite directors of all time, and Goodfellas is go. probably one of my top five. I watched Goodfellas about two, three days before I watched The Irishman, and it's a far superior film in my opinion i didn't think irishman was bad uh, it, it didn't it, it it just didn't do a lot for me i liked it a lot uh but yeah i agree i don't think it's one of his it's better than that fucking monk one he did that was awful um ham says glad that the docuseries about black rights are becoming more prevalent people don't realize what's going on right in front of them until yeah. it gets brought to light and sometimes they still yeah. don't realize when they're told because yeah. they don't want to know um uh, which is yeah. sad um you can almost, I, you from, know sorry, sorry. What, you know what's really sorry before you got like I've seen, I've like said to people, like, you should watch this. It's really good. And you can see them glaze over and you're like, cool. And it's like, really, it. it's really upsetting when you're like, you should, it's really, it's really important. It's really good. It's really, I want to be able it's to really tell racist jokes down the pub. Yeah. And you can just see them glaze over and you're yeah. like, this is, I'm, I'm, gra- I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm talking to people. Yeah. Like, Governor's like, uh, like, Becker from uni, but she's my best friend. And the amount of shit she gets from people is genuinely astonishing. Um, and I can imagine the experience of black Americans has to be so much worse. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not being funny. Like, where we went to uni. Uh, where like you lot live, it, it it's not the most progressive place in the world. I imagine, um, from the very little experience I had there as a white man as well, I can't, I, I, I didn't experience any of it. But like I know from the area and stuff, I can't imagine it being very progressive. So that sucks that she's she's experienced that. But it's yeah. unfortunately not surprising. Which is like one of the worst things about it is that yeah. you sort of hear it and you go, I'm not surprised, and that sucks. That sucks. Justin. It does. Um, yeah. On a cheerier note. Potato watch Atlas this year as well. It's nice seeing it all together and not bits and pieces here and there whenever it was on TV. I yeah. don't know what that is. But... Atlas is uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, uh, no, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I, that was how I... The lingo. Not down with the kids. I'd watched bits and bobs. I'd watched bits and bobs and then I was like, finally going to... And like, it's, one, it's one of my best mates' favourite animations of all time and i was like i need to watch this i need to like give it some time and i didn't realize how short it was because it's only th- is it three series it's it really short series? isn't it yeah it's three i didn't realize that until i looked really short like, surprisingly really yeah short. that's what i mean like, I, I was like I, in the third i knew the final season ended with a particular arc and we got to that arc and i was like oh shit like this is it like i didn't realize but it's um which is why i think it's even more recommended now because i'm like it's so easy to digest and consider all like 20 minutes an episode it's really it's really easy to just yeah. i think it's one of those shows where you'll probably put it on in the back a lot of people put it on in the background and then they'll probably start focusing like it's one of those you'll probably the first few episodes are like very much sort of like kiddie and yeah whatever and you'll sort of watch them but then eventually you'll sort of like get more into it and you'll be like oh fuck, i'm, I'm involved now okay uh last three categories the first okay. category thing getting you through lockdown. Uh, I mean, we all, have, of we all have the same thing, right? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's keep it brief because we took a lot about Overwatch. But genuinely, like, I think <laughs> how many shots do we do on this segment? How many shots? Yeah, this is this is a shot safe zone. Um, so I think like it's like, it's like Homer on the tree as a horror where he just gets fed the donuts. <laughs> yeah, just uh, <laughs> um, we've been going two and our twenty minute hours. We'll keep it pretty pretty quick. Um, <laughs> No, but Overwatch, yeah, is a, is a first-person shoot. People are still here, but I mean, just don't want to bore them. Um, and it is going as, as a as a live po- as a 
recorded podcast out, which might not be as entertaining if it's just as rambling about a watch for it. Jay, if you're listening, <laughs> on uh, repeat, you're the only person listening to this all the way through. I hope you like Overwatch. He doesn't. Um, <laughs> so basically, yeah, like, you, played, you played Overwatch like years ago when it first came out. Yeah, I yeah. got it and played, I think, a few times with you yeah. and a few times with our friend Paul. I I never got into it. Um, so watch is like a six person, six v six. That that sentence is so mental. It is, isn't it? It's <laughs> like, I mean, Rob saying fair, I like, never got into Overwatch is one of those yeah, mental no. statements I think I've so, heard all year. Like I'll, I'll, I'll like the so I like played. I really played it on my own. Like I really enjoy playing it on my own. I don't enjoy as much playing it on my own nowadays as I did back then. I, sometimes I look at it and go, "How do I play it on my own?" Because I love playing it with like my mates. The time like Rob played it with do you? us doesn't feel like you do. Mm, don't know, because you're dragging my ass all down. I don't know I'm plat baby. Um, spoilers for yeah, if you've been watching my plat to plat, back to plat series, I'm, I'm in plat again. Um, no, the times we played like with other people, we had people that have literally been banned for like two weeks because they rage quit that much on Overwatch. So it wasn't the most wholesome of. Uh, communities that we played in. Um, so, yeah, Will, if you listen to this now or back, talking about you and Dom Thanks as for well. Ruining the game for you guys ruining Overwatch for us. You're back the worst then. old people. You're a disgrace to Overwatch. Yeah. You're a disgrace to your family. You got no friends. friends. You got no friends. friends. You got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but like Overwatch is like a 6v6. Yeah. Uh, first-person shooter, kind of team-based, objective-based game. Um, but like the things that I never got first time round was like the nuances of how well that game is designed, and like what different characters are for, and different character abilities, and how actually technical that game is. And like, there's two sides to kind of the Overwatch thing that kind of helped me get through lockdown personally. And one is like jumping on almost every night for a long period of time, playing with you guys, and just having like something social to do and play, and just have a general chat and. I think like there's something we all watch is like RKG. We watch the RKG series on how video games are good for your mental health and how just like a lot of people are doing Zoom calls over lockdown and talking to someone on a Zoom call directly uh, just to log on is just really fucking awkward and horrible and I hate it. But like logging on and just playing a game and just talking about the game, but then also just chatting in general is just generally quite a nice thing to do when everyone's yeah. stuck inside. And then the second part of it for me was like really getting into how tech. The technicalities of uh, of watch and just watching streams and analysis and just Hashtag trying to get... favorite movie is Moneyball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just good analysis. Just trying to get, trying to get beautiful at the game and just being like, what do I do in this situation? I'm just watching streams and videos and yeah, trying to get the grind on my SR. I'm just trying to get generally better at something, even though it's a. It's a I mean, this was everything at the end of the day is a useless skill because we're all gonna die and everything's pointless. <laughs> but. It does feel a bit pointless. In the grand scheme of the universe, nothing really matters. We all get get blasted up into space eventually. Brian Cox is back. (laughs) Isn't Um, it amazing that we'll all die meaning nothing? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But the thing, I don't know what it is about it, but that sense of like just trying to get good at something is just quite satisfying. And actually seeing the progress of what I've made since I started playing competitive Overwatch is uh, just quite nice. Mm. Oh, yeah. it's Like, I can't remember how that conversation even started. Of, of like I don't know because because it was like I I like played it when it first came out like quite a lot on my own and then played it with you and a few of our friends a little bit but then never played with people again carried on on my own and then just stopped playing like completely and I remember a couple of times I tried to get back into it 
I don't know why, why, why I stopped and then... Like, why did we start... Why did I say to Guff and Sam, why did I say, you guys need to download this game and Rob, you should re-download it and we can all play it together? Like, Guff, you're, you seem to know why this came about. I can't remember yeah. why this happened. It, Sam, Sam knows, yeah. It was because we started playing Apex. Because I think... I don't know if oh, I was okay. saying it to you that like okay. we, we would like to play an Apex. Because like, I, obviously I played it with Tom and Harry um, yeah. quite a lot. And... Um, I think again, it was like just after I'd started to like enjoy it again because of Doom. So it's a yeah, we yeah. all have Doom to thank for Overwatch, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it should all be your favorite game of the year, Doom Eternal. It got us back into Overwatch. <laughs> no, but like I, I started to enjoy Apex. <laughs> it's full circle. Started um really enjoying playing Apex again. I don't know how it started where I was like you should jump on, but I was like I think you should really enjoy it. And um we you know the three of us started playing. And I think because we were sort of talking and communicating, I wonder if you sort of went, this is how Overwatch is played, sort of made that connection yeah. in your head and then was like, you should you should buy it. Because like, you know, and I think, you, I think you'd started to play it again from what I can gather or maybe something like that. And you were like, I think you should get it. Like, I think it'd be really fun to play as a team because it is a team-based game. And like, again, like, you know, you follow like the IGN UK podcast a lot and, and they talk about it a lot. So you obviously had it on your radar for a lot yeah, longer yeah. in like, you know other spheres apart from just playing it yourself so i think like obviously it just came around but oh, it was yeah. because we'd started playing apex together that you were like you should jump on and then me and sam bought it i bought it for double the price i should have done because two weeks later it went to a uh, 16 <laughs> couldn't it? i didn't have a fucking job so i was fuming how many, how many hours you played that you know? you've got your money's worth nah. oh yeah that's what i think <laughs> I, want that, I want that 16 quid back <laughs> that is the thing though i think like the fact that oh hello hey zelda speaking of video games what's zelda's main um zelda what, what main is she? Uh, she's a May, 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 May. That makes sense. May, yeah. It's, it's like the fact that I think how much I spent. What <laughs> like you threw her? Yeah. Yeet! <laughs> the fact that You're I think about how them. much I played that game and how much I spent on it, which is probably like thirty quid, and like this competitive season alone, I've I've played like seventy five hours. I think I've, I think I've yeah. I, I've played like That's nearly four hundred hours of that game. Do you know what I mean? It's like when I'm the same, yeah. It's like I've played thing. more than you now. I've actually yeah. overtaken you. It's like that mad thing when people say, like, yeah, you do. Challenge accepted. No, but do you know what, like, people say, like, video games are expensive, and you're like... I'm more of a fucking loser than you. Yeah, well, yeah. But do you know what people say? Like, it's expensive, like, 50 quid, 70 quid, that's a lot of money. I'm like, if I'm playing it for 400 hours... <laughs> like that's, I, I think that's the problem though. There's some, like... there's some games that don't. Oh, sorry, sorry. Side note, I got sent. A, I meant to send this to the group chat earlier, actually. But apparently, the Hogwarts game that's coming out is seventy fucking quid. What? Yeah, well, yeah. What well, the yeah. fuck is that? Every every next gen game is going to be seventy quid. They've announced that. That's no, they haven't. Yes, that's going to be. Oh, a, I'm, I'm not happy about that's that. a standard price for next gen games. You're behind the times, I mean, my friend. Disgusting. You're behind the times. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. Wait, mate, there. you're complaining paying like 20 <laughs> quid Fredo, for Fredo's Overwatch. Freddo's used to be 2p. Freddo's used to be 2p. <laughs> also, wait, uh, just go, as we were still on Overwatch a second, I think the fact that Matt was doing um, in the series you did. Play of the day. Where you played it. That really helped me, oh, to be fair. Oh, play of the day. Yeah. Play of the day. That yeah. one. I think that was also was doing that he was like you all should buy this game yeah that's true play this oh no that was that, that was afterwards wasn't it no, because i've got we don't excited oh i've ordered overwatch oh. as matt was filming the <laughs> he's looked through like what i just checked back because i was thinking i was like i'm sure we were playing apex and said we should play overwatch 
But then I think Matt may have either just been starting doing the Play of the Day oh, series. Because okay. then, then we started, then me and you, because you ordered Last of Us 2. You pre-ordered Last of Us 2 and Overwatch on the same day. Um, according to you, what you sent, anyway. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Sam's got the facts, hard then, facts in the chat. Talking about because like, I'm sure I had a frame of reference to the characters when I was watching you do that when those series episodes were coming maybe out. Maybe later on. Maybe you'd started it in maybe like yeah. a couple of days. No, so I mean, I think Matt started Play of the Day, and then he was doing it whilst we were playing Apex, and then it was probably all just a bit like, you know, what, why don't we start playing this game? Like, because Matt was getting back into it, and he was like, "This is quite a lot like what I'm doing at the minute," and it was probably why we all ended up buying yeah, the game yeah. for it. Such a mad way of like envisioning that. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, I can't I really like, remember. I rem- it's it's, I remember it's such a big part of our lives. Prevalent in my mind. Yeah, like I think it was probably literally a conversation. Like, oh, we should probably try this other game. That's like, oh, mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's for right. anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> that's just wild. Not to plug, but yeah, Play of the Day was a series I did where every day I played a different Overwatch character. Was that like June or July or something like that? And every day I put a video out of me playing a different Overwatch character. Before that, um, wait, you mean think about that point? Was I what? No, he was still, st- still a soldier main. I'm thinking, have you ever looked back on the play? Oh, yeah. Like... I watched my, the, video of me, the video of me playing Sigma, who, for anyone that is, like, watching that doesn't know Overwatch, is, like, a tank character who is now, like, my main character who I've, like, got to the highest ranking of any of my characters ever. I'd never played him before Play of the Day. You like go and watch yeah. that video back. I'm like, I've never played, I've never touched him before. You're ever. watching history in the fucking and, making, is and I'm like, I, I do really. He's got his feet out. It's gross. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> it is gross. So gross. But now he loves like, his feet. Do you know? I like played the first game, and I was like, I've no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> like it's, well, it's like, it's alright. It? Watch back it's his record. Like, what's like what? It's like, yeah, your new main now. I am. Um, I I wanted to if oh go on. It's it, like, yeah, I, I that's kind of, I'm so glad I persuaded you all to get into it. Like, because maybe we'd have had Apex, but it's like, as Rob was kind of saying about that whole thing of like RKG, that whole series on games are good for you kind of things. Like, obviously like Guff and Sammy too, and like Rob as well. Like Rob's my brother for anyone that doesn't know. Um, and like you two are two of my oh, best mates. Like, no one told me. We're related, mate. We're related. So like, obviously like, you, like, I saw you quite a lot, Guff and Sam saw you guys quite a lot. And I think, like, it's easy to, like, Zoom call with people that you, you know, your mates that you don't see that often because it's a bit more normal than kind of going, what you've been up to, what you, like, but your mates that are, like, your best mates, it's quite hard to, like, just sit down and have a Zoom call because you're so used to see each other or talking to each other every two, three days or whatever. It becomes, like, a weird thing of going, well, we've got nothing, not that, like, in a horrible way, but nothing to talk about because we see each other quite a lot of the time whereas like playing a game together just becomes a thing of we're going to naturally go i watched this i saw this did you see that article did you see that meme or whatever whereas like a zoom call everyone's focusing on one person going this is my update of this little zoom call we're doing whereas like playing a game becomes like a completely different thing where you can just enjoy and hang out and like us three have never done a zoom call the three of us because even though we're best mates, like, why would we have to? Because Only for content. Only for content. Yeah, only for content. No, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? No, like, that's the thing, though. Like, we don't... We don't need to because we chat, like, every two, three nights a week 
because we're playing games together. Yeah, we're not doing okay. it. We're not doing it for the social element of it, like yeah. a lot of people are, because we're, we're we're doing this instead. Yeah. yeah, it's like why would we need to? Because we we catch up every couple of nights, and it's not like a meaningful catch up. Mm. We're going. We should have a Zoom call, and we should catch up, and we should check right, cool, on what fuck each other are doing like each <laughs> night. No, we no, we like I just having a Zoom. It's not meaningful. It means fuck all no, to no. me, but uh... no. <laughs> You sad cunts. I know it makes you feel better. So. <laughs> no, it's very meaningful. It's very meaningful. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a meaningful thing of going. I, didn't, I meant meaningful in terms of us going. The three of us <laughs> should have a Zoom call and talk about what's going on in our lives right now, and that that's the sole purpose of this call. <laughs> Sorry, like it, it just I have made a joke about a this thing. to like a friend of mine. I was talking to a friend of mine, like I used to work with, and I was talking about how Ooh, like... friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, don't know. I don't know where I came from. <laughs> I was like, that was that was a bit left field, actually. <laughs> the best thing I've seen this year, in More between like us. In between us. He's I've having a Jaipur X. He's having his Jaipur. He's not even a Jaipur X, mate. He's having Hoppy Xmas. There were four Jaipur Xs left in the shop, right? Four left. I gave one to you three and one to Connor and didn't even keep one for myself. That's so oh, much. That is, that is oh, the legend I am. God, Saint. God, that, is the, that is the sacrifice. What, you, what is that you're drinking, actually? Because I've not seen that before. Sam, you hoppy, it's a hoppy Xmas. I got robbed that. Oh, that's pretty. I'm not seeing that. That's really cool. I'll put you that. Oh, very nice. Sam, you still can't um, be drinking no, was... your Jaipur, right? I'm, no, I'm, yeah, I'm no, you lifted the can um, up and I was like, that's got to be dry. That's... Using him, I was saying thank you. Rob, oh, okay, for the... that's good. Because I'm like, I'm into my third beer. How are you still on the Jaipur X? <laughs> no, I am. Um, I was, I was going to say it. Sorry, my um, my uh, my friend was saying. I was like, the amount of times I've like just said something fucking shy to use that I know he's dead boring, but I've just obviously not told anyone. Because it's like you two, the only, you lot are the only people I've spoke to on a daily basis that I've like started a conversation that I'm like, I ever said that's boring as fuck. I'm like, <laughs> response has been like appropriate because it's been like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that, that falls into the fucking boring bin, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll leave that one alone. But I, th- I but no, I'm only like, but I think that's the thing. Like, this has been, I, I, I mean, I put like gaming, streaming, all that sort of stuff down as like yeah. things that have got me yeah. through. But like, you know, and and again, like the RKG thing. I think if if you, I think that sums up better what we're talking about. And I think we all sort of resonated with that, especially because of everything you've just said. But the RKG series, games are good for you, is is bang on. I think where. Like, not to get too heavy, but I've struggled quite a lot with my mental health over the last, like, 18 months more so than I think I ever have. And I think the same can be said for a lot of people. This has been a fucking horrible year for a lot of people, and I think it's absolutely fair to say everyone's probably struggled with their mental health in some capacity, in some respect. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I never felt... The, I, I enjoyed Zoom calls with friends that I maybe wouldn't do games with and would normally meet up in person with and stuff like that and but i admit it was a lot more awkward and it was a lot more uncomfortable yeah, it, yeah. if anything like i had a I, I had a friend who sort of said that he was like early on in lockdown he was sort of meeting up with his girlfriend and but only like standing at a distance and making sure they could see each other in person but he was like he made he highlighted something for me which was like it just feels like a facetime call because we're not actually like close to each other we're not actually doing things normally we are still at a distance we're still we're still just talking to each other and catching up with each other, but it's still at a weird distance and, you know, and things like that. And I was like, that's really interesting take on it. And I didn't think of it that way. And I suppose each to their own. Some people probably found a lot of comfort in still meeting up with friends. And even if it was still distance and everything, but like, um, I think that was it for me where it was like coming to do like Overwatch every night or whatever. It was, it was that thing where it was like, oh, this is, this is just normal. This is normal. And I think as well, because we obviously, 
met up for podcasts as often as we could like this one and things like that and like but it was always sort of um it was always sort of geared to when rob could obviously come up to manchester so we could we could record in in at, at yours you know at matt and it was always sort of based on that well the beauty of sort of this whole experience i suppose has been going actually we can do this more regularly and we can do podcasts regularly and stuff like that because we all sort of bought the equipment or already had the equipment to to do this for the sake of being able to continue over lockdown um so i think we've sort of i think we've sort of hit our stride at least in that respect a little bit more like i mean especially with this on this channel real film like there's so much more that's happened in relation to real film this year because i suppose of the time and that's like the other thing that i've got off of was like getting me through lockdown which is i was made unemployed which sucked and like it had a massive like negative effect on me but in a lot of ways it was the best thing that happened to me because like i've had so much more time to sort of dedicate to things that i love and like things like this and and streaming and things like that like it's been an absolute like shift in gears and i, I know that's maybe applies to a lot of other people too. And I know there was like this whole big thing at the start of lockdown where people were like, I, I've never got into baking, so I'm going to start baking. And like, that's that's like, you know, that's like one of many things that people were doing. Big baker over here. Um, and uh, like, that was I, it. Like, it, Rob. Yeah, how's that, that sourdough? That's 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 going strong. Primo I'm sour. Alive since April or March. Oh. March. I like my <laughs> almost, almost a year old. Yes, Sam sourdough. Sam literally had um, alerts on his phone to feed his sourdough. So, you're gonna throw <laughs> away um... mid podcast one point. No, it's mid filming. No, it's mid filming. Glory days. You're gonna celebrate a uh, happy birthday to your sourdough, Rob. <laughs> birthday party. Just put oh, a little yeah. party hat on the starter. Just like... <laughs> well, well, hopefully, he'll be vaccinated by then, so it's going to the fucking bin. Um, <laughs> I could just buy bread from the supermarket. Some yes, good... yes. Yeah, some some good things in. My dad hates me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ed says Trump slowly melting down more and more on Twitter. <laughs> got me through lockdown. Trump losing the election was a big thing. I think that, that was massive, wasn't it? Probably went up. Um, Potato in reference to Overwatch says when it first came out, I'd play a bunch by myself and with friends. But later on, I could only play. I could only play with friends, and now I can't replay it without being bored after the first game. Um, yeah, I come and join us both. To be honest, I'm like getting a good old grind on. To be honest, um, and also not sure it's as complicated as complicated as you say. Your intricately designed team can be smashed by a team full of gross roadhogs. Um, <laughs> that would be true, but that's why they don't let you do that anymore. Yeah, in the yeah. Game. yeah. <laughs> it's like you will play our way, or you will not play the game. Yeah, that's, um, so yeah, that's, that's why roll queue is so good because they go, "You're gonna play this way, yeah. otherwise <laughs> you're not playing." It's like the kid, it's like the kid that has the ball, and he's just like, if you're not going to play by his yeah, rules, you'll take his ball, ball home in, home with him. That's what Blizzard is. <laughs> uh, Ed says, uh, Overwatch, Overwatch is made up of millions and billions of champions. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cox, probably. <laughs> um, and how's the Sam's lane by focus on my health? Getting good at baking. I put a lot of money to my garden over lockdown, and it's helped me immensely with my mental health. However, I now have the same hobby set as an over 65 Atari. <laughs> that sounds pretty ideal to be it honest. Does, like, yeah. Again, I started doing, well, I, I got really into going to the gym before lockdown. I've kind of kept that up, which I'm pretty pleased with. Started my sourdough. That's smashing that. Yeah. And uh, we bought a new house. So we've, we've done loads of the similar yeah. sort of stuff. If I, that makes us old, like, then I wish I was older. Yeah. It's like right now I'm not focused on my, my fitness, but at like first lockdown, I was like working out every day, just going, well, 
not got anything else going on, so I might as well like do some weights. And so do this some stare at the fucking wall. But it, you know, <laughs> might as well but stare it, at the like, wall while doing bicep kills. It was weird though, because like me, me, me and my girlfriend Laura, like we obviously couldn't see each other for like three, four months during that first. She's not real. Down. She's not real. <laughs> she's in here. But we like for like what? Like, it's like Psycho. He just puts a wig on stairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like one of the things we did was like we just like FaceTime each other and like did the same workout and stuff like that and that was like really good for like keeping us both like fit but also like interacting with each other and even now we've gone like now we're in tier four again and we can't go to the gym or anything like that and both want to get fit after Christmas. We've been just like, what's stopping us from doing that like now? Like nothing. We should probably just like start doing that again like it's a weird thing of going that was actually like something that was really good for both of us that we now stopped doing because we can see each other in person that we're going to start doing again which is quite nice because i'm just like oh not like the the kind of interest of working out at home has completely worn off and i should probably work out again at some point now that the gyms are shut again yeah, I was going to say that. Like, that was one thing that I did because I really neglect my fitness. Mate, you smashed Ring Fit for, like, a month and then... I did, I did like, 28 days yeah. of, like, Ring Fit every single day. And that, that's, like, the most dedicated I've ever been to exercise. Um, and, I mean, I, I kind of did it, it was, like, at the end of August. It was up to I started your birthday, it or something, right? And I was, was like... It, it? I, yeah, I was like, I'm going to yeah. do it every day until my birthday, which was the 22nd of September. And I was like, I'm going to just do it. And I think, yeah, was, I think it was, like, overall 28 days in a row. Where I did it. Maiden name as well, Guff. Do you want to? Uh... <laughs> I was like, do I want to say my birthday on stream? I was going to say that's out there. It's the end of summer. It's the end of summer. <laughs> um, no, but that was it. I, I uh... <laughs> yeah, send me gifts. <laughs> no, no, don't, 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 don't send me gifts. Um, no, but I um yeah I uh, really enjoyed that. I mean, I've not touched it since, but I um I do. Into... I was thinking like New Year, <laughs> new me. So I was thinking I'll probably uh, get back into it, but. That is a game that I almost wanted to say was like the high. I checked whether it was out this year and it came out last year technically, so I didn't say it. But Ring Fit, I genuinely think, is like really fun. But I think that's it. Like, that's really good though, Sarah. Like, ham. Like, that's, oh, yeah, that's really good. Like, yeah. that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Like, whether it's 65 hobbies or not. Nah, man. Haven't even got like, we live in a house now with a shite garden and genuinely over lockdown. It was, it's just, I just want to go sit in a nice garden. <laughs> I think, it's like, just, I think like having just and I, I think it said this a lot about people who particularly live in like built up city center areas where like they don't have access to nice outdoor spaces and it's mm. so important I think you kind of yeah. underestimate how important I think oh it. yeah I, I absolutely loved sitting in the garden just reading a book for a bit like I made yeah. that like a thing every every night when it was really nice like in like when it was summer I was just like sitting out there all the time it was really nice I think like so many um, people says like, I got really into I'm sorry, go on. No, I think like so many people have realized things about how they live and what makes them happy over lockdown that they can just go, yeah, it's not about all this stuff. Like just doing simple things like baking or looking after myself or, you know, gardening, stuff like that, like can make you happy rather than, you know, I know, I know, mm. I know like after all this, like I'll probably spend a lot less money because I know me and you, Guff, have said a lot of times, we went out a lot at the start of this year and we spent a lot of money the start of the year just going out for pints like apartments yeah. is gonna be like it's gonna be nice like i don't i don't even care about that like if i just two of my mate in a house having yeah. a few beers it's a lot cheaper and like what? there's so many things yeah. that people i think will appreciate like a lot more that make them happy rather than you know out of everything that's been bad this year and horrendous like as you said like it's been a tough 12 months for for most people like there'll be certain things that you'll go do you know what yeah, I can I can take something from that mm. and realize 
I don't need all that stuff to make me happy. Like, yeah, you need some of it, but there's certain things that I can just live without right now. Yeah, I, I, I just want. To, I know, I know you're anxious to move on, but I just really want to say, like, I, I think that I, I struggled to like stay in, and I worked from home as well, like before being made unemployed. So for about, about ten months before sort of lockdown happened, I was like working at home. And I was like, I need to get out of the house. And I think that's natural when you work from home. It's like it encourages you to go out more. And I was doing a lot more things. I was going to the cinema on my own. I was spending a few hours in cafes, like doing a lot more drawing, things like that. I really enjoyed like having some like time just out and about and doing whatever. Um, so when that went away, I did sort of like struggle a little bit at first. But I think what I've got to say that's come out of this is I've become so much more used to just being at home because I did feel like if I had a couple of days at home, I wouldn't be very productive with it and I'd sort of just lounge about and not that that's a bad thing to do every now and again, but I would be like, oh, I just feel really weird about it. And I was like, I should have been productive or I should have gone out and done something where now I think, and like I used to get like a bit cabin fevery, where I was like, I just need to go out somewhere. I need to leave my house and get a, go somewhere else. I think I've become far more used to being at home in like a much more healthy way. Cause I think as well, sometimes me going out, it was like, not like unhealthy, like <laughs> I'm addicted to going out and getting bevied. But I mean, like I, I was just like, I, it was more, I just need to be out of my house. Like, do you know what I mean? And it was just like, and, and and I don't think that always had like a positive connotation. But now I think I'm just like, I could spend a couple of days at home. Like, I don't feel the urge to, like, if something, like, don't get me wrong, once I'm able to start going out more, I'm not, I'm going to go out. I was going to say, you're coming for like, a pint. You're coming for a pint, mate. <laughs> just... I'm coming for a pint. Well, I was going to say, actually, you, you mentioned it then when you just like, you know, uh, I'm not necessarily urged to go out to a, a to a pub. But don't get me wrong, I can't fucking wait for my first draft in life. Yeah, but I was going to say, like, we, we I have a friend who, uh, a friend of me and Sam's who moved around, like, fairly around the corner from me, like, a few months ago, and I'm just really excited to go around to theirs and have a cup of tea. That's, like, one of the first <laughs> things I'm really excited to do, because I've just not done that, and, like, that'll be really nice. Or a Bev, of course. If he offers a beer, I'm going to take the beer, but, like, uh, you know. 10 a.m. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so it's like, I can have a beer. I've had beers at 10 a.m. before. Um, Potato says, I got really into cooking in general, but started making bread. Uh, started making uh, baked goods. Uh, yeah, a lot of time for cooking. Yeah. Very good. Um, <laughs> exactly. I've always cooked and I like it a lot. And having the extra time was very nice. Yeah. Um, hat picks of embroidery. She does a lie. Um, <laughs> interesting crap. I'm going to give it a proper try this year. Um, I believe it when I see it. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> Uh, and journaling. Yeah, when I get hat, when I get sent. <laughs> you think you, you think you've been making bread? She's been embroidering loaves of bread for you. Yeah, Why do you think the shit. bread all of a sudden appears? She's hat. been embroidering the bread. It's my, wool. it's my birthday in eighteen days. If I don't get something embroidered, I'm out. Don't encourage it. <laughs> don't out. encourage it, please. Um, she's also going to journaling. Weirdly, she watched the fall for the first time. I thought the serial killer had proper good journal skills. Uh, I need to up my game. She has to be doing a lot of journaling. <laughs> I like, I like the fall. Just it's I like the idea that like hats trying to become like the and like the the what, superhero of journal making. So it's like yeah. if a serial killer is good at making journals, then there needs to be a force of good that is also yeah. making journals. <laughs> I thought you were cement. I need to be. I need to be. This. I need to be the Superman to that Lex Luthor. That's what I need to be. In the journal <laughs> no, world. I, I was more um, thinking I'd wake up one day to a phone call saying my brother's dead and my sister-in-law's on the run. Just like. <laughs> Don't watch Mindhunter. You don't want to pick up anything. <laughs> yeah, she has watched Mindhunter. Oh, and God. I'm scared. She's got ideas. <laughs> She's got ideas. Um, Potato has, has, has offered a, 
that 70 quid is 95 dollars and that's insane is it really that expensive for you guys yes it is um, because the pound is fucked. What is we that? won't talk about it on this podcast. Is that not how expensive PlayStation Five games are over there or next gen games? Well, know. he said they're seventy dollars, so they've clearly just not. It's not a balance, is it? It's just seventy dollars, which isn't which isn't seventy quid. I don't know. Uh, and it has. I love lockdown in some ways. Me and Ed have bonded a lot of our kids, but it makes us feel very guilty being stuck in. Our son was born the first week of lockdown. Jeez. Wow. Old, I've never met another child, which is fairly depressing. That is really fucking depressing. And you guys have uh, done like regret. so well just to like last and like mm. I like <laughs> no no but like just do you know what I mean? Like it's such a hard thing. Like yeah. I I am. Um, like mm. I left my job in January and I, I went back to where I worked, which is like a, a leisure club re- like recently. And I was chatting to someone there who had a kid not long before lockdown. And, and they kind of looked at it and like there were two of them that worked there that had the kid together and they'd like a really positive view on it. Just going, if this hadn't happened, we wouldn't have had this time to spend with him because we would have had to have come back to work and like earn money and stuff like that. And it, it, in a way, there's. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I was really respecting of them, just going, you, like, they weren't like they were both freelance personal trainers, which is hard, but they were also looking at it in a way of going, here's the positives of what we were doing. Like, we got to spend a lot of time with their son Leo, like, which especially the dad um, would not have got to have spent with the child and stuff, which I think is, like. I think you've got to focus on the positives, haven't you? You've got to look at like what mm. what have you learned, oh, what yeah. have you been able to achieve during this time. That's like a really nice thing, and I hope like listening, Ham. I hope I hope you can take some positives that you guys have been able to spend like more time than you maybe would have done um, during that time. I was going to say, I think that's been it's probably the easiest year to focus on the good shit. Like, and I, I know that's like a weird sort of thing to maybe think about but i think in a year that like i think there's so much in the media in the news and just obviously that's been bad about this year like it's been so obviously bad (laughs) like in so many ways that i think it's you know obviously mostly to do with the pandemic but like there's been so much bad and so much different and so much of a non-year that i think it's almost been easier to identify the good shit and I think it is a. I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. It's a much more positive thing to do. Is obviously focus on the positives, and it's better for your mental health to do that as well, and sort of not let yourself get down about it and stuff, and and sort of look at what you have achieved this year. And I and I definitely look at it that way. I'm sure a lot of us do and stuff like that. But I mean, speaking some more from like a baby perspective as well, like that's very much what's happened with our, like my niece and stuff. Like my sister is a hardworking person. Her partner is a hardworking person, and like though my sister would have you know was planning on taking time off from her job, she's freelance. It was like she probably has been able to now Spend take more, more time. time and like yeah and she's like she's won like very very soon and it's wild because that's the exact same experience i think she has we've got like a load of cousins that have all all had babies sort of the same amount of time so there's a few babies at the moment in the family so i think when they've been able to see other babies at a distance which i think has been nice but i suppose the way i've sort of thought about it and i don't know if this is like a similar way of thinking about it but it's almost the idea of this is such a weird part of their lives where as sad as it might have been that they've not sort of seen babies at such a young age, it'll be like, it's not like, it's not like they're at school and like, it's really that impactful. And then like, I feel really sorry for like kids, obviously who, who maybe go to school and things like that and, or maybe don't and we're about to or things like that. But I suppose for babies, it's not as bad because they don't really, they're not really aware of much, as much going yeah, on. And yeah. They're not as much aware of the fact that they're not seeing anyone. They still just see the family and everything. Yeah, but, there's still time for um, them to, 
to do that. Yeah, but imagine you. But like as well, like, imagine you've got. Can we move like... on a bit? Because we're going Sorry, for three yeah, hours yeah. and we're on a film podcast. Oh, look at that, that baby over true, there. Yeah. That's like you. That is. And I've got to go in five minutes for a Zoom quiz. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, I think like a lot of people have done different things to get through lockdown. Um, we have a couple of categories left. Um, one was the thing you missed most in 2020. So um, the thing that was like not released or pushed back or whatever, and then also the thing you're looking forward to in 2021. Um, I, <laughs> which are pretty much the same thing. So I guess we can kind of do it in the same category. Um, the thing I guess I'm looking forward to most in 2020 is like the Marvel Disney Plus stuff. Um, we talked about that in a podcast. So we don't really need to go over it. There's a podcast on all the podcasting apps. Um if you want to listen to that, but what Marvel are doing at the moment, I think like Black Widow as well, was something I was really looking forward to. Um, but I'm genuinely really excited for 2021 just because of what they've got coming. Really, um, that's, that's exactly that, that's exactly what I've got on my list. It's yeah. I also had a Quiet Place too, a Quiet Place too, because I loved the first one. And that, I forgot all about. We that missed that by about a week. Yeah. That was I, about a week. I, I, we missed that. I know. It's I like... the same with like Black Widow. It's like two weeks away. And then it fucking yeah. got cancelled, obviously. So I'm fuming. The thing is, I can't believe that A Quiet Place hasn't been released somewhere. Like, Marvel is yeah. owned by, like... No, it was. Big... In America. No, no, no. But I mean, like, on a streaming service or, like, oh. something. I can't believe, like, we just haven't been given the opportunity to watch that film. Like, with the Marvel, like, Disney stuff. Like, Disney's... Like, without... Like, it's such a big corporation. Like, with... You know, without getting into, like the whole politics of the thing it's like Mulan did shockingly on streaming it, it was it, it was a 250 million pound film which is you know a 500 million pound film when you add on marketing and it made about 80 million in its first couple of weeks which it should make on its first weekend it on streaming it has it, done shockingly and whether it's a good film whether it's not whether the political stuff is good or not it, it has failed and that's the reason why all the Marvel stuff has been pushed. Like, all the Marvel films, anyway, have been pushed. Because Disney realised it's not going to perform for adults on a streaming service. The, like, kids stuff, they're still going to release on Disney+, Plus because families will go, do you know what, for four of us, this is an okay thing to purchase, to play, but, like, the adult stuff just won't. At, at like, the end of the day. And it, it just seems mental that, like... A Quiet Place is not like a massive big film that that has not been sold to like Netflix or Amazon or Apple or Now TV. Like it seems totally totally crazy that film was supposed to come out nearly a year ago and it's not been sold during this time. So I'm hoping like I don't know who distributes it is holding on to it because they're hoping for a really good cinema release. It just seems really weird that they're not yeah. kind of releasing it somewhere. It seems totally crazy. I was going to say, I think from the trailers and everything, I, I sort of feel like this film might be a bit more of a blockbuster one than the first one was. And not necessarily, to, and I hope it doesn't sort of do that too much because I think that's the beauty of the first one is it's, it is a bit more of a subtle film and things like that. I was going to say quiet and they're coming out of the pun. But it was, um, but no, I think that it seems like old <laughs> silent movie. It's the, it's the piano or whatever it's called, the pianist. Um, no, I, um, yeah, I, 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 feel like the trailer is gearing up to a bit more of a blockbuster epic twist on the the quiet place universe so i imagine that might be why because they're probably like as soon as like reviews come out of it 
people might be saying it's a big blockbuster film, go see it. We could probably get a lot of money from this one. And also going off the success of the first one, I I think that's probably why they're not doing it. But I hope I again I hope that's why and it's like it'll get a big release when it does like because yeah. It's a shame. One one thing uh, as well that we haven't mentioned so far was James Bond. Like, I know it's sort that's... of been pushed back so many bloody times now, but I was surprisingly yeah. really looking forward to that. I was, like, very excited for that, actually. I mean, more that... like more time to die, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> he was the first one to say it. Yeah. Someone I mean, get this man a drink. The thing is, like, that's, like, something they bank on being involved in the city. Yeah. Like, I suppose, like, the Marvel... Like, the Marvel stuff surprises me more because, like, they have a service that they can release that thing on that will bring in... Do you know like MGM like nearly went bust like what was it two years ago or whatever? They don't have a service that they can. They're not in a good state to release like a James Bond film um, without having like a big income coming from it. Like the Marvel stuff surprises me more. Like the Black Widow stuff surprises me a bit more because they can put it on a service that will maybe then get people, you know, to subscribe just I think to watch the nail on the that head, thing. Whereas like MGM don't but like marvel aren't even choosing to release mm-hmm. that adult stuff on that service because they know from mulan it's not going to bring in the people they want and i think it's a really the like it's cap capitalism at the end of the day like disney want to make a billion dollars on those films they won't accept making 500 million on the film they want to make a billion and the problem is that at the end of the day you are potentially putting cinemas out of business because you're not willing to make anything less than a billion dollars on a film. Because mm. at the end of the day, like when a cinema is going to open in the UK, in the US, which are your biggest markets? At the end of the day, when are they going to open again properly mm. to a, to an audience? Summer? Autumn? Yeah, it's, like, it's hard to tell, isn't it? Yeah, you can hold on to that. But maybe, like, they're gonna, they could be our business by then. Like, you look at big business, like, I know people go, big businesses can swallow it up. Like, not to do a wider context but arcadia that owns top shop top man burton literally went into administration this year big companies will fail on the back of brexit mm. and also covid if, if if distribution companies aren't willing to support the distribution of the film the companies that distribute their film there's not going to be distribution for that film they're not going to make a billion dollars mm. off disney plus putting our film out there but they're not willing no. to risk the chance of making 500 million on a film by putting it out then like when cinemas open again and it, it's like like tenant made like less than a nolan film usually would but still made quite a lot of money but other films weren't willing to do that and it's just a broken system where they're not willing to make a little bit of less money to support the system which m- makes money for them it is totally wrong like like because it, the thing it is, feels like, like a game of chicken. Yeah, it, it does. Like, it feels because, like a game. Of, it's like was, a stalemate like, where it's like who goes first. It's so, <laughs> who goes first? I go first. You yeah, go first? exactly. It's like it's so bad because like I've been to talks with like producers in the industry, and they've said how bad Netflix's model is. Like Netflix was bleeding money before this; they were losing a lot of money because they were just commissioning series and cancelling them when they didn't get the numbers. And but now it's like obviously TV stream uh, online streaming has become such like a big thing that that's kind of saved them but now like cinemas are really in trouble and it's just no like they're not so, mm. they're not willing to make a little bit of less money to release the film I mean now it's a bit different because we're in like lockdowns again and stuff like that but I feel like the distribution companies need to put in a bit of leeway of going we're willing to make a little bit of less money just to keep that industry open because they're not going to make the same amount of money on 
online distribution. It's it, it's mm. it's, a, it's a total mess, and I'm like, I know yeah. I know everyone's going on about like hospitality being an industry that's been really really hit, and it has, and it's really really bad. But like cinema distribution's an industry that's been like I'm not talking about View, Cineworld, or uh, Odium, which have been hit really bad, which is a shame. But all the independent places as well that have been hit really bad that that just mm. may not recover from any of this unless like well basically disney aren't willing to put their films out anywhere it's it's a really like well, state of affairs if the in, if the industry dies we'll have to call ourselves real embroidery <laughs> <laughs> change, change, real change tv and games <laughs> um just before i know I, I just wanted to say like it'll be interesting very quick no it'll be very interesting to see obviously as tv shows with marvel move forward whether they'll change because obviously Marvel are very much uh, uh, end one thing, tease the next thing. Um, it'll be interesting how the, maybe the series don't tie in with the films as much going forward because, I mean, Black Widow seems like it's pretty independent of itself, probably was going to be separate to a lot of the shows and stuff, being a prequel and stuff, but it'd be interesting to see how, especially with Falcon and Winter Soldier now probably getting a firm date, I don't know when it's how that ties in with their current release planning for Black Widow, but I would have imagined those films would have teased each other or helped, you know, we would have seen references to one another than being similar sort of uh, IPs. So it'd be interesting to see how maybe if Black Widow doesn't get the release in time that they were hoping for, I imagine uh, Falcon Winter Soldier will because TV based. Um, It'd be interesting to see how that changes. I think it's worth keeping an eye out on. Be interesting. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about that when those series when come out, out and we yeah. inevitably discuss them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's probably a good point to stop because we haven't gone for three hours. Godzilla! <laughs> also <laughs> that. Get in! Get in! <laughs> Let that's me in! That's what I'm looking forward to in 2021. There you go. Yeah, get, good. Cut him off. Which season two? Done. Should, should we just quickly blast through the, the last bits I'm of gonna, chat? I'm going to blast through the chat because I do need to go. Um... Uh, I said, fuck you, that cactus sign brother was very nice. I don't want you to miss that one. It wasn't. Uh, Potato, <laughs> think I'm more interested in all the upcoming Star Wars shows. Uh, we are looking forward to them as well. We, put, we did a podcast on that um, last week, two weeks ago, something like that, about what we're looking forward to. Um, so there's no point really repeating ourselves. But yeah, we are looking forward to that. Clearly, they're going to come over the right year with Star Wars. I'm looking forward to going, going out can't see what I shouldn't say going out. I've got a little arrow above the out. I assume it says out. For the first time in the world is actually functioning again. I feel like I didn't make the most of it when I had the chance. Literally the same we're moving to a place where we can go out more often because we're like we miss this. Um <laughs> where we live is and crap. Then Ed has we are we're in a crap Brexit kind of fucking country pub area where no one does anything. And it's like we need a bar with a beer that's not stellar. <laughs> or old fat men. Uh, <laughs> I've not, not had that. I've not had that. What percentage is old fat man? One hundred percent gammon. That's what it is. Bamton. Ed has said, "I worked at the EWN head office, and they were boasting hundred million profits after last Christmas. So I have no clues where any of that went for the company deployment so far. I'll tell you, it went probably into some CEO's fucking wallet, mate. That's where that went." Um, because you know, hey, uh, and Mr. Jason, thanks, thanks, guys, great show. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, Mr. Jason. Thank you so much. Stop, stopping by, my dude. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone who's who's been involved in this. Yeah, it's really, so really, much, really nice to do. Um, we've had a good chat. Twenty twenty has been not bad. Not not. It's been bad, but there's been some good stuff, right? 
Um, mainly yes. Overwatch. Mainly always a film. Uh, thank you, everyone. Let's go. Bye. Bye.